It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to our podcast. We are People Against Covert Torture and Surveillance International. Today is Saturday, December the 17th, 2016. And we are here on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern to educate and assist those who are targets of organized stalking, promote electronic assault, and more, and to let you know that you are not alone. Views expressed during our podcast are those of our callers and not necessarily those of PAX International. I'm Derek Robinson, the moderator. Our topic this evening is tips for enjoying the holidays. Now for a few announcements. The Los Angeles Support Group Christmas Eve meeting slash party will be this Saturday, December the 24th at 2 p.m. at 5151 Whitman Avenue in Sherman Oaks. Refreshments will be provided and we'll also have a gift exchange at $5 and under. For more information, the person to contact is Nancy Allen at Dunnigan Allen, that's D-U-N-I-G-A-N, Allen, A-L-L-E-N, at Comcast.net. It's going to be a women's harassment awareness event on Saturday, December 31st at the John F. Kennedy Library in the Joseph Room, 505 Santa Clara Street in Vallejo, California. This includes breakfast, a panel discussion, and various booth presentations. The cost is $10, and the proceeds go to hire a 24-hour private investigator for the Women's Harassment Support Group. For more information, the person in contact is Bathsheba, and she can be reached at bbathshebas at aol.com. The next Portland, Oregon support group meeting will be on Saturday, January 7, 2017, from 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. at the Hollywood District Library. And that address is 4040 Northeast Tillamook in Portland, Oregon. The contact for more information is Amy at 971-207-3401. Okay, our topic this evening is tips for enjoying the holidays. And I've invited PTIs from the community to share their ideas for how we can all enjoy the holiday season. It is during this time that perps are most active to try to ensure the TIs are not jolly. However, what I will basically suggest is that we should take every opportunity to be jolly, and especially at this time of the year. Generally, if you're spending time with family for best results, I would refrain from mentioning targeting And if you don't have family to spend time with, then gather with the TI family. 
wherever possible, and that is either in person or via conference call, and especially during this holiday season. We should try to enjoy the time that we spend together. Okay, this time I'm going to introduce our panel and ask that they would star eight and have with us tonight uh, Desiree and Anne-Marie and um, Cassandra. So if you all could star eight. And if um, if Roseanne and Luda, you know, join us at some point, they can also star eight and also join our discussion. It looks like we have all three here. Welcome, ladies, to our program this evening. Thank you. Okay. Uh, looks like there's Desiree and Emery and Cassandra here. Here. Okay. Uh, basically, we're just going to do a little bit of sharing and just kind of talking about this idea of uh, enjoying the holidays. And for TIs, that's 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 kind of uh, sometimes a challenge because the perps have ramped up the targeting usually during this time. So um, basically, uh, what I would generally suggest is that we try to focus on uh, other things besides the targeting. So um, does anyone would like to start about how they go about uh, enjoying the holidays? Anybody with uh, suggestions or ideas about what they do? Um. Well, um, this is Cassandra, and um, I usually, um, I'm still very close to my family, and they come to my house for holiday meals, and so I spend most of my time, like, cooking, and um, try to clean in between the cooking, but it's mostly cooking, and... um, I, I I play music. I play a lot of um, I play a lot of jazz, and the uh, my handler and the um, other the other stalkers handlers that may visit me they like jazz too. And that thing, so I settle them down a lot. They aren't you know too bad, too mean. So I would suggest to people that you know it doesn't have to be jazz, but um, they seem to like music. You know, find the find the kind of music that your handler likes or that these stalkers like, and um, that kind of you know placates them a little bit. You know, it calms them down, and they may not bother you as much. And so, um, you know, I'd like to um, offer that tip. Plus, if you can sing, you know, they like singing also. Um, you know, you you can do that. Okay. So that's. That's an interesting idea, Cassandra. You, you're able to placate your perpetrators. Not many are able to do that. Well, and that, they, they still give me the blues sometimes. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Okay. Um, but you know, for the for the most part, um, um, it appears that I've had the um the same handler for a number of years, a very very long time, and um. 
You know, I've, I've grown to know him, and he knows everything about me, and um, I know the kind of music that he does like. And so if, you know, you learn to, and I have also discovered that, um, now I know some people may disagree with me, but um, in talking with these people, and these are all men that I deal with, that um, these are people who primarily do not like what they are doing. Um, I think that these men are also targeted. They're targeted to do what they do to us. And if they do not, if they don't hurt us, they will be hurt. Um, that is my understanding. So if you can somehow, on a level, reach. You know, these people try to, I communicate with my handler. Um, some people advise against doing that. I do do that and have found that this is a human being, you know, that I'm talking to. This is a human being who once had dreams and aspirations and goals, and um, that, for the most part, has been taken away from him. And so... Um, you know, you you have to you have to even though they they hurt us and they mess up our plans and they stalk us and they try to scare you and things like that. Over time, if you can reach the people who are sent to torment you, if you can reach them on a human level and realize that that um, many of them do not like what they're doing, they don't like what they're doing, and so that has been my success to. You know, to treat my hand, <clears throat> to treat my handler as a human being. I don't treat him. You know, he does some bad things. He does some real bad things, but um, I still try to reach him on a personal level. This is a person oh. whose life has also been interrupted and interrupted um, very, very badly. His life may even have been halted for the way that he knows life. And so um, they they also um, have a, a tech, I don't know about the rest of you all, but there's a technology where they can actually pick up the smells from, from within my house. Um, I tend to um, have a lot of essential oils that are going in my house. If I'm not cooking, I will have, you know, some nice essential oil smells in my house for the most part, and they, and, and that, may help a little bit, but, um, you know, if you cook and, and they like the smell of cooking, I mean, still reach them on a human level. You know, these are people that, that generally like the same things that you like, only they have also been targeted. They've been targeted to target us. Their freedoms, they may have more freedoms than what we, than what we have, but nevertheless, these people are still targeted and are tortured also. So um, that is what I have learned. Um, uh, well, that's well, that's good, Cassandra. I mean, um, it doesn't have to be 100% perfect to be good. I mean, it's it's a lot better than it was. Seems like a lot. Seems to me. Yeah. Um, how about um, Desiree or, or Anne? Did you guys want to share anything? Go ahead, Des. Emma, hi, Marie. Hey, Des. 
Go ahead. Um, I really don't have a lot to say because I'm not really targeted anymore. Oh. Um, but I mean, when I was targeted, I mean, I, I, I can't really give any advice on it because I, I had a really hard time. So you go ahead, Emery. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I'm very heavily targeted. Um, boy, I mean, I agree with everything Derek said that um, I, I think it's better if you don't talk about it with your family. It just seems so hard to convince people who don't directly experience it. It may take away from some of the enjoyment. Um, I probably ideal situation is sometime with your family and then sometime with the targeted community since they so well understand, um, you know, what you're going through. And then maybe looking towards 2017 and some internal goals you might have um, related to managing targeting and, and um, you know, addressing and going after these bad guys. Um, you know, I know Derek had mentioned at the beginning of the call some aspects of possible, you know, legal um, uh, resources and, and stuff addressing this. And what he said is right on the money. So if towards the new year you're kind of trying to develop goals and ideas being targeted, you know, if you can, um, uh, you know, document, you know, what's what's gone on with you and kind of, you know, work to, to put some um, evidence together, you know, that's, I think that that's a, a healthy thing to do, you know, during the holiday season or, or planning to do it right after as part of your 2017 goals. All right. Um, I, I, you know, I'd like to, uh, I'm now, well, I don't want to take the conversation off on a tangent, but this lady who's saying she's no longer targeted, can she talk a little bit more about that and why she's not, or, you know, if she's able to? Yes. Uh, my name is Desiree, and I'm the assistant director of PACS. Uh, I was targeted for about three and a half years, and I am no longer targeted there is a few things that happen to me here and there, but nothing that affects my life. Do you know why you are not targeted any longer? I believe that the goal was met with me. Um, I believe, like I said, this is just a theory. I don't, I don't have proof of any of this. I mean, for all I know, I could still be targeted. I don't know. But um, I had lost my daughter, and I had gave up custody of my daughter. I... And then once I, that happened, then my targeting stopped. It started to happen to me when I filed for divorce. Okay. Um, all right. We, we uh, kind of want to keep the conversation on track. So um, basically what we want to focus on is um, the holidays and how we can you know, make this a pleasant experience as much as possible for TIs. Um, and as I mentioned before, that the perps, you know, it seems to be that their their goal during a festive season like this is to keep TIs focused on misery. So um, um, I think that at Christmas time, it's easier, at least it, it uh, in theory, it's easier uh, to be happier but at the same time, I guess, you know, if you're um, heavily targeted, it could um, it could be even more depressing that um, you're so heavily targeted and everybody's uh, joyful and everything, but you're having to deal with a lot of stress uh, physically and emotionally. And um, 
So, you know, I guess what we are trying to do is present some coping strategies for the community uh, and try to keep people focused on the bright side because um, there will come a day when there will, when there will be no more perps uh, tormenting and targeting us. That is our goal. And um, we will not be deterred from that. So um, we're going to keep focused on that because it is achievable as long as we remain together, as long as we keep that in front of us, that is achievable. So that's one thing we do need to keep in mind, that um, over time, uh, we will um, arrive at our destination. Okay. um, Any further comments before I um, open the lines to the callers from you guys? Okay, well, um, why don't I go ahead and hear from the callers and see what they would like to share about um, the holiday season. Um, And it looks like, let's see. I have a comment, Derek. Oh, hi. Well, just one second, Barbara, before you start. Um, hi, is, is this is this Luda? Yes, it is. I was just able to get in, no to, not due to any fault of my own. Uh, read between the lines. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh. You made it. And we were just discussing with, um, with our other um, ladies on the panel, um, uh, Cassandra, Amory, and, and Desiree, um, just talking about uh, some things that they do to cope during the holidays, and um, and uh, Luda as a um, as having a, a master's in social work, uh, which is not surprising given your personality. Um, you uh, sent me an email with you know kind of a list of uh, ideas for conversation. Um, uh, if there's anything you'd like to share about what you do and what you would encourage others to do during the holidays, we'd appreciate hearing. Well, um, the big thing is we all have fond memories of the wonderful holidays we did spend in the past. And we all know today that those are fond memories and we live a different life. Some of those ways that we did spend our holidays in the past can never happen again. For one reason or another, maybe we're estranged from family or friends. And life is very different for all of us than it was when we first um, became targeted. Let's face it, life will never be the same unless something drastically changes. So it is what it is, and we have to deal with it. We can't change it today. Maybe in the future something will change. But it is what it is, and we have to deal with it today. So I guess we all have different ways of coping and dealing. And I think one thing I've thought about You better stop. is that it's difficult to determine whom we can trust and whom we can talk about this to. So I have a lot of friends that I don't speak about this. They don't know that I'm targeted. I have a couple of friends who do know. But nevertheless, I still 
am able to participate in many activities and do many things with many people come the holidays. Myself, unfortunately, I've had only one child, a daughter who's now 43, and we are estranged since June. I will never see her again. This program did this, and this was her choice. It was nothing I did wrong. But anyway, I must move on. It's very difficult, and I think a lot of us have family members where this may have happened. I may not be in the minority from what I'm hearing. And my life centered around her. I dedicated my life to her since day one. And now, all of a sudden, I am my only family member, basically. So what has happened is I, over time, for the past 20 years, I was kind of having a very difficult life with her. So I found friends who have become my family. I have a very good friend, and his family has adopted me as part of their family. So whenever there's a family event or a legal holiday, I know that I have a place to go. I know I'll go where I'll be loved and be happy. Everybody doesn't have this. I realize that. I'm just very fortunate now since March 1st of this this year. So it's difficult to find things to do. Um, I don't know if if Derek's going to have a webinar on the holiday. I didn't hear. Are you going to, Derek? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will have um, our our, our video um, webinar uh, 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 program open so that people can interact and so forth on Christmas Day. That's excellent. Because a lot of people won't have places to go, and in many cases, I feel that if you can do something special, it's still a holiday, and you just can't ignore it. I mean, everybody is busy with their friends and family. The whole world is centered around Christmas, probably the the most um, busy, happy holiday of the year. So to sit home and be depressed is very, very, oh, difficult to cope with. So if you can find something do, to do special in some way, I feel live in a warmer clime and you can get out a little. I always find that being outside, being away from my home, my apartment, that always brings me a lot of joy and pleasure. And, of course, I love nature, so I'm very happy to be outdoors. There's a lot of trails here. There's a lot of parks. We have a lot of snow and cold, and I mean cold. I'm in the northwestern New York part of the country, so um, 50 miles south of me, they got 40 inches of snow already, so there's plenty of tough weather, but still, I believe in getting out and getting fresh air. I think oh, so you are, that, pardon? That is, that, is a, that is a great point, and I, I want to underscore that. What you said is uh, that you, you, know, you decide on something special that you want to do for that day and something that means something to you, and in your case, you know, the outdoors, whatever, whatever you decide that you'd like to do special for Christmas, um, you know, make make something your goal that day and make it something special for you. And that will be be one way of uh, empowering yourself and, and doing something enjoyable also. Right, and of course... 
when you think of Christmas, you think of all kinds of delicious foods and homemade cookies and this kind of thing. So this year I've become a fudge factory. So I'm making uh, four batches of fudge, chocolate uh, walnut, and two pure maple syrup pecan because I live in an area where we have a lot of pure maple syrup trees. So it's really nice, and I'm, I'm planning to do this. And it plus it keep, keeps me busy for a long period of time. It's not easy because I am severely targeted in my kitchen, but I I somehow refuse to let them win. If I'm busy and I keep carrying on my activities, then they're the losers, not me. So I am continually trying to keep busy and doing constructive things. And with the holidays coming, there's a lot of things I really am interested and anxious to do. I've met new friends over this past year. I'm going to be going to... uh, out to the country to farms, <laughs> it's it's really fascinating wow. because I was born on, in in the villages and farms, and now I get to return to it. So we have to find things that we like to do. If we live in town, maybe there's some place we can walk, we can stop and have a a coffee and something to partake in. It's the best if we can possibly have someone to do it with. I know a lot of people are alone in the holidays, whether you're targeted or not. There's a lot of people who are alone. I know my my daughter and I, when we first came to Buffalo in 1990, um, my parents had already uh, passed on, and we decided that we weren't going to stay home and cook. We were going to go out. And we had a very big problem because a lot of restaurants were not open, And still, we didn't want to stay home because of too many memories. So we decided to go to downtown Buffalo and eat at a Chinese restaurant in Upscale, a very nice Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah, the Chinese restaurants, that's a good point. The Chinese restaurants are open on Christmas, and they do advertise that. Right. And we got in there, and believe it or not, there were two tables being served, another couple, uh, husband and wife, and us. And we looked around, and it was, it was. she didn't say much of anything, and I didn't either, but we felt it. Even though we were together, we felt alone. I mean, the whole world, everybody's home with their families. Everybody's happy someplace with their friends. And here we are sitting in the middle of this huge Chinese restaurant on the second floor, and there's two tables that are occupied So you'll find that sometimes on the holidays, even if you do find a place open, you might not find a lot of activity. One place that's always open on the holidays is Denny's, if you want to get out and not make a meal and have some place to go. That's one place I think that's always open on the holidays. A lot of restaurants are closed on Christmas. This is one problem. So you need to either make plans and call in advance or make reservations if you happen to find a restaurant and get lucky or plan something special at home. Uh, We have all this week coming, but have some kind of plan in order. Don't wake up Christmas morning and try to start uh, floundering around and try to make plans then. You may not have the proper food in the house that you should have had in order to cook what you'd like to cook. You may not find a restaurant that you can walk to if you don't have a car, which many TIs don't any longer. So you have to make a little bit of a, a, a game plan as far as I'm concerned. 
It's always nice to spend it with some friend or even not a friend, some acquaintance. Uh, you're both alone and you both want to uh, spend time together on a special day. It's always nice to have someone, but if you don't, it's there's still things that you can do. Um, you might plan that there's going to be some activity also on Christmas that you might like to do home. Maybe you're going to uh, look into a new type hobby or something. I think if we have hobbies and things to keep ourselves busy, they're good on holidays as well as any day of the year. We have to have hobbies. We have to keep our minds really busy. I'm a knitter, and I'm a musician, and I like music. I play it loud, and I play a lot of music that's not American um, creation. And I think this muddles up some of their signals and some of their entrainment. And uh, I find this because they're always trying to shut me down. Things that they're trying to do to shut us down bothers their programs and programming and bothers them. So that's the things I do all the more and twice as loud. Um, I just don't feel like uh, they may have all the toys, but with our common sense and wise sense, I think we can do a lot of things to help themselves. I'm trying to stay on topic as far as the holidays. I have many other ideas, but I'm trying to stay on topic as far as the holidays. Um, what is everybody else planning to do for the holidays? I'll tell you what I'm doing. Um, my friend next door and I are going to his grandson's for uh, our main meal at 1230. And there's uh, going to be about 30 people there with... Uh, Six children under the age of eight, so it's going to be a crazy place. And it's on a farm, so that's going to be fun. And they cook a lot of, you know, farm-type foods. They make their own butter and fresh milk from the, the, the cows and this kind of thing. So it's a, you have to like that type of life to enjoy the experience. And then in the evening, we're going to his sister's, and that's a place where they do puzzles and play cards. So since my vision is too limited and I don't like to slow the card game down, I sit and knit a lot, and I'm the referee. So I'm accepted wherever I go. Uh, I don't discuss my targeting with any of these people because I have found and felt that it would not be the right thing to do. They accept me 100% the way I am, but I know being farmers and being from the land, they would never be able to figure this thing out or deal with it. So those are the kinds of people that I don't discuss this with. But there are some people that do know about this, and they ask and inquire how I'm doing in in ambiguous ways so I don't get targeted worse. But um, I did receive a lot of nice mail for Christmas. I will call Europe because on my Time Warner uh, program that I have for cable, and it has my cable internet, and I do have a phone service, which costs me $10 a month. I can call anywhere in the European Union in Europe free, anytime. I can pick up the phone right now and call call to speak to any European Union country. So that's really nice because my family and friends live in European countries. So I'll call them and give them calls because uh, as far as sending cards and this kind of thing, it's easier, and people prefer to speak with me then receive a paper card that winds up in the in the trash probably. So I have to make sure I make myself a note that I call these people 
and we have a lot of fun conversation, and I only do it once a year for many of them. So my life is a little bit different because I'm very outgoing, and I just have decided that I just can't stay in and be targeted, whether it's a holiday or any other day. I just keep out as much as I can. The only time I'm here is when I have to be to um, work on the computer, and sometimes I either stick that under my arm and go someplace else where there might be Wi-Fi, but I don't sit here waiting to be targeted. I don't have time for that. There's too many things in life that we need to do. Nobody knows what's going to be our demise, when or how, and I think I want to get as much done as I possibly can. So I don't waste much time. And like I say, I love to knit, so I'm always knitting in conversation. When people are watching TV, I'm sitting there doing the TV thing, but I'm also knitting. So I think people need to get some kind of pastime. If you don't have one now, there's no no. No time but the better to locate one. If you like music, musical instruments, some of them are not difficult to learn right from scratch. There's a lot of free programs in music nowadays. Um, There's a lot of crafting-type pastimes. Uh, But I thoroughly believe in having as many hobbies as you possibly can. So if I get bored with one, I go to another. I still wanted to know, how is everybody spending their Christmas? Okay. Well, um, there's a Los Angeles party and on Christmas Eve. Um, I plan to be there for a while. And then on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. um, I'll uh, probably be driving back and um, and spending some time. At, we have a webinar open that day. I spend some time there. And that's Basically about it, um, I might eat out that day uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, that's about all I'll be doing. And my That'd family be... is uh, pretty scattered across the U.S. Yeah. Have you researched where you can eat, Derek? Because like I say, I, I one year we decided we were going to eat out on two days before, and we had a lot of trouble finding restaurants open. Well, I see that some are posting signs saying that they'll be open that day. Oh, good. So I'm kind of making note of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my own family, I don't have uh, blood relatives in this country that I can spend time with, but like I say, my family has become my friends, and this can happen with anybody. Um, I will always miss my daughter every hour of every day, but there's nothing I can do about that. And at my age, I really shouldn't have it drag me down because I'm not a spring chicken. I'm not 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. So consequently, I really feel that some of us that are a little older that don't have the luxury of close family, some people do that are targets, but I'm not just that lucky. I don't know about you, Derek. Maybe you're closer with your family. I don't know. Oh well, my, I'm I'm fine. My family's fine with me. Um, I guess maybe I haven't really presented this issue to them, mm-hmm. and um, so I just uh, just haven't mentioned it. Mm-hmm. So you know we're okay. 
I, I really don't advocate that that people talk to their family about this because it can sometimes cause polarization. And um, usually they're not in a position to help. So, um, and it might endanger them. So I don't usually talk about it to my family. Yeah, Derek, I think Derek is right. And I think they've had some success at, you know, really polarizing families when you do talk to them. And family members, I have experienced this by which other people can unwittingly kind of be used as perpetrators. I, I don't think the family members know know this, but I think they get hit either directly or subconsciously um, to not believe the victim, um, you know, and even to kind of turn on them, attack them. I think we've had a couple community members where some family members have tried to, you know, even have them committed, and, and I don't think the family member really understands what they're doing. So I think right. to, Derek, to Derek's point and then the other lovely person who was um, talking about her, her holidays and her experiences. Yeah, this is Luda, and um, she lives in uh, northwest New York. And uh, she's new to our community, uh, but she has already made you know a lot of contribution and everything. Appreciate her. I like to write. I do a lot of writing. I think um, keeping a journal gets it off of my back sometimes. Um, I don't write in my computer. That's useless because they're reading everything. I happen to have the luxury of writing in Braille that nobody else can read. So it works really good for me. Um, I keep everything in a file. Then on the outside it states, if anything ever happens to me, just take this to any blind work association or any blind association or send it and they'll translate it for you. But I don't give the people involved the satisfaction of knowing what's in my heart and in my mind. Uh, You've got to be careful with our computers. You really do. Another good way to do this is to cassette tape it. I have a good four-track Sony cassette recorder that's quite old but works perfectly. And it um, tapes on four tracks on one cassette so I can get about five hours on one cassette and just keep a running journal, you know, announce the date and what's happening, and somehow you feel better if you can journal or get it off your head in some way when things are really tough. That's only what I have found for myself. I think this also stands up in court. If ever there comes a time, a journal with times, dates, places um, is as good as, uh, almost as good as the uh, people involved being there to give their own statements. It's accepted in uh, court of the law, love, land. You might find it might help. I know in counseling I found that a lot of times people are suggested to journal and they come back and they feel much better. On their next visit they've laid it out all out and handed it over and it's a done deal. They're just recording facts. All right. Okay, um, well, I think that we've, uh, we have, uh, we've heard from our, our panel and we've shared a lot of, you know, uh, what they do and things like that. And, um, and I think that they're doing a lot of positive things, which is great. And it's what I, you know, I would encourage others to do and to try to deter um, they're thinking about the targeting and dwelling upon that 
and which is what the uh, the parts would have us to focus upon during the holidays. And um, it's quite a list that Luda has, and some some really interesting strategies that you know she employs for this uh, period of time that uh, is very constructive. And um, and I think that I've and I've made some notes about what she does, and you know I might incorporate some of those things and to my day on Christmas as well. So. Um, well, thank you guys for sharing. And at this time, I guess I'm going to go ahead and invite the callers to this discussion. If they have ideas, if they have uh, routines, things that they would like to share that they do for the holidays that might, you know, encourage other people uh, during this time. Um, I have received so many uh, emails and calls from people during this past week who have just been so stressed out from the targeting, stream targeting this, this this past week. And, you know, it's probably something that is, um, is very common in the community during this time. So just to encourage people uh, that uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel and uh, so much of what we face um, and how we how we deal with it depends upon our our outlook. And if we can keep a positive outlook, it makes such a difference in and what's happening to us and how we cope with it and um, and the outcome of it. And I found that to be true in so many instances. And uh, I just wanted to be sure that you guys have that in terms of uh, coping skills. Um, as you as you face the holiday season, and hopefully joyously, and that's the idea. And even as the eyes, we can still find things to rejoice about. So, if you'd like to join the discussion at this time, feel free to star eight as we continue our discussion our discussion about enjoying the holidays. Um, and I think, Barbara, you had something that you would like to add. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, first of all, Cassandra, it was so good to hear your voice. I really missed it. It's Barbara. Anyway, I think it's really very interesting about your talking about looking at your purpose as human because I never have. And I think I need to seriously consider your attitude um, and for some reason, as you were talking, and I was just thinking about doing that, it was very interesting. It opened my heart. So that might be something I need to look at. That just might even make it somehow easier. But but the fact that it opened my heart tells me something. And then I want to know, what do you do if your purpose is a computer? But anyway... Um, there was something on Thanksgiving that I noticed that I just wanted to share. Um, I got hugely attacked on Thanksgiving, all Thanksgiving, day, all night. I mean, it was unbearable. But I also noticed something else. I'm in a 55 and older community, and many people are depressed in the holidays. And I think it's helpful to realize that it might not all be just us as far as the depression issue goes. I know I'm sensitive, but I really do believe most people, if surrounded with 
people who are depressed, even just in your area, your town or whatever, are going to feel it. So one thing I noticed was that depression was not mine. So I just wanted to share that. You said the depression was not what? It wasn't mine. I realized, I've always known this, but, you know, it just, I looked at it again. A lot of people in the world get depressed during the holidays. Many. And if you're especially in a 55 and older community, you know, you've got a lot of, which I am, you've got a lot of older people around you, you know, you know, they're not around their kids, they're all alone. And I've always known this, but I think what I have been doing since I've been targeted is looking at the depression as mine during the holidays. But I'm not really depressed. I mean, this is awful. I mean, you're getting electronic harassment. It's no fun. But basically, I'm not a depressed person. And so what I really noticed was I was picking up on the depression of people around me and taking it as my own. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. If if uh, very if strong you know, during the holidays in, in around you. There's the joy, but there's also the sorrow. People are alone. They're not just targeted people. Other people are alone. So even though some people may not know that they feel it, I'm very sensitive, so I do know that I feel it. I guess I'm just trying to throw out the possibility as well is that you're picking up on many people who are depressed during the holidays. Well, yeah, that that is true. And it seems that there's kind of a heightening of emotions during the holidays. There is. And if you're joyous, then you're more joyous. If you're depressed, it tends to make you more depressed uh, for various reasons. Um, because you're watching other people be happy or at least appear to be happy, and then it kind of um, emphasizes or underscores your own um, depression or whatever you want. You know, whatever so, you think, so you think it's amplifying your own depression? Because I kind of saw it as I wasn't depressed. I was feeling other people's depression around me. You know, there's a right. lot of, well, lot of for those, around me with no family. Those that are, for those that are depressed, you know, it could make you more depressed. Um, but so much depends. It so much depends upon your outlook, and uh, and you can choose to be. You can choose to have a positive outlook, and just making that choice can be just a powerful shift in what is happen what happens around you. And I've I've kind of noticed that. Um, that whenever that uh, circumstances seem to um, uh, to make me want to feel sad or anything like that, that if I it depends on what, what I focus upon. If I focus on a positive outlook, it so changes my demeanor. Right. Right. And uh, so, sad circumstances can tend to make tend to point one towards sadness, but you don't have to go there. Yep. So it's it's a choice. And I guess what, what I am saying is that you can choose to be not depressed if that is your circumstance. You can look 
you can um, you can feel beyond what is happening to you, and you will feel better. Um, if that is something viable, I, I think for our community, because our situation is so um, we're up against such odds, it's very easy for us to feel hopeless sometimes. But um, but just the effort, just the action of focusing on something positive can bring someone out of depression and you can kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, sometimes you have to look, you know, sometimes you have to kind of squint to see that little point of light. But if you, um, even if you don't see it, um, just project that it is there sometimes and it'll appear, it'll be there. So um, I think the positive work that, that, um, that, that some people impart to others is very powerful. Uh, once you start to employ that into your personal life and into your psyche, it is very powerful because it is transformative. I have seen it and I have witnessed it in my own life that it is transformative as far as your own attitude. So this is something I'm trying to impart tonight that you can choose to be positive and in choosing that, in choosing that, you can have a better outcome. You're very correct, uh, Derek. And one thing I, I can honestly say, unlike most targeted individuals, I am never depressed. And one thing I've done at the holidays, I did it last year and I've been doing it this year, is there I'm in a uh, community of 62 and over, Barbara. And there are 50 of us in our building and 18 buildings this size in western New York, owned by the same uh, people and corporation. But anyway, um, last year I started it. And I through the year, you can see who's going to be alone because they broadcast it. They don't want to be alone. And they're very sad because they listen to everybody else saying, oh, I'm going here, I'm going there. People are coming here. I'm entertaining all day. So I singled out. 13 of these people, and last year uh, I was more financially set than I am this year. But I'm a knitter, and I knit these wonderful 10-inch cloths out of wonderful cotton, the reversible pattern that I invented myself, and I knit hundreds of them through the years. So uh, what happens is um, Christmas Eve, after midnight when everybody's sleeping normally, and I'm not, uh, I make this little package in advance, in advance, and last year I put a $5 gift card from our local supermarket and one of these cloths in pretty bright colored Christmas paper and tied it onto the um, doorknob with yarn. I don't have the money for the gift cards this year, and it was funny because everybody who found them, they were talking in the lobby, and we don't know, somebody came by and did put this on our door and we couldn't believe it and we want to know who it is to thank them and I just walked around with a big smile all the next few weeks and nobody knows it's me exactly. Even though I'm a knitter and they, they do see me knit, it doesn't necessarily have to be me. So I'm doing just the cloth this year and I've got them wrapped up and uh, Christmas Eve after everybody's gone to sleep, I'll be putting those on the doors. 
And I feel badly for the people that have nobody. You know, they have family, but they're not targets, but yet their family doesn't want anything to do with them for one reason or another. And as you get older, this is not the way you want to spend your sunset years. And I've seen a a big plaque in our community room that says, screw the golden years. And it's true. It's, it's, It's not the way we always dream of spending our final years around. So uh, if there's something you can do, something small for the people. Oh, I people. used to take one rose and a vase to a nursing home when I lived in Arizona. I did it every day, every Christmas. And I'd and hand then out you'll feel one rose. And you know you made those people happy, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there are things. Anyway, I just, you know, so you know what I'm talking about when you say that people around you being depressed, you can feel it. Oh, yes, I can see it. They talk about it. That's all I was trying to say is, you know, I realized that it wasn't my own. No. And I think maybe if a lot of people can say that, that, you know, this is not my depression. Okay, yeah, they're electronically harassing me and they're burning me and it hurts and it's awful, but (laughs) this depression is not mine. (laughs) Yeah, we can't do certain things. You know, that serenity prayer that, you know, they use, I think, in... um, AA and it's, yeah, my I have it embroidered on my wall in Lithuanian and uh, it's a beautiful thought. There's so many things in this world we can't do a thing to change. We simply can't. It can wreck our lives if we insist we're going to change it. And when I was young, my father always told me, Luda, you have wonderful ideas, but can you do me a favor and never try to change the world? Because you can make your imprints and leave your footprints but you really can't change the world. And boy, does his voice echo in my ears every hour of every day because there's so much we want to change in this program. None of us want to be here living in a concentration camp without barbed wire, but there's nothing we can do about it. So it can't wreck our lives because we're only passing this way once as far as I know. Um, So consequently, I want to do it right as best I can the first time. So we just have to deal with it. And yes, we're all getting burnt and my eyeballs are burning out and every other darn thing has gone crazy. Your hair is dry. Uh, Your skin is a mess, everything. But just keep doing the best you can to take care of yourself. I thoroughly believe in supplementation. To me, that's as important as shielding. I eat properly. I eat healthy. Sugar is one of the biggest killers. It's one of the most addictive things on this planet, Uh, even more so than a lot of drugs. So be very careful and do things um, that you can to stay healthy. I think if we have a healthy attitude, we also aren't driven down and pulled down to their level either. Uh, it's harder to take down a healthy person than it is somebody that's weak and depressed. I firmly believe that. So, Barbara, you have some good ideas. That's great. Well, you know what? I I, I do tend to disagree with your dad's assessment because I think that we that we are changing the world and I think we've changed uh, a lot of the world just just by being here and uh, it, we've made an impact uh, just our presence um, it just depends upon what your goals are and 
it's not like we, we need to reach every single person. If that's the goal, then that's, that's, that's unrealistic, perhaps. But um, we can do what we can do, and it would, it would help a lot of people. Maybe not every single person, but a lot of people. And I think we've touched many lives already. Um, and if we can stay together, which, you know, this is the goal, um, and the perps would have us divided, and uh, we do have to realize that. The only hope we have is that if we stay together as a community, because no one's coming to our rescue just yet. So we have to help each other, and in helping each other, we can help the community, and we also help humanity because in the long run, they will find out about this. And once they realize that what is happening, then they will also embrace this issue. It's just it, at this time, they may not understand it. And so this is what we are dealing with. Uh, the vast majority of the population does not really comprehend what we are experiencing. And many think that, you know, if we were to explain it to them, they would, they would consider it science fiction. But in time, they will understand that this is really happening. And that, that is really actually happening already. There are people that, that know about this. There are more people that are finding out about this. Um, and the more that find out, uh, the greater numbers will start to understand that and, and, and uh, really come to, um, to speak about this issue. Sometimes I do hear it, actually, in, in uh, videos on YouTube. I hear about electronic weapons. I hear these words, these terms here and there. So the word is going forth. Um, it's going to take a little while um, before the general public really um, gets a hold of this issue. But it won't be very long. I would say within, within two to five years, if I were to guess. And that's not that long. Because the word is, is, is spreading and it's spreading exponentially. And it's because of podcasts, it's because of YouTube, it's because of um, uh, alternative radio interviews that this information is going forward. And um, so more people are hearing about it and more people are talking about it. And that eventually we will get to the point where the general public really gets it. So um, we have to be a little bit more patient than than we imagine, I guess. But you know, it's easy to you know at this point to say that maybe 20 years from now, maybe 50 years from now, the people will get it. But I think that we're a lot closer than that. And you know, as I you know as I said, it's probably about two to five years. If I were to guess, two to five years before some really important things will start to happen for us. Um, 
And I say, because, I say that because, uh, just one second. I say that because that what we're doing is becoming more effective year by year. And um, the information is going forward, as I mentioned before, exponentially. So that things are happen, things have happened to us for us this year that have not happened in prior years. You know, I see, you know, these things happening, like in, in Richmond working with, with council members with, um, and they're talking about helping Latino community. That has not happened before. Uh, we're having seminars, you know, that ha- about uh, radio frequency detection. That has not really happened a lot before. We're having, we're developing, um, evidence, uh, the blood tests and things like that, that actually show uh, that we are being targeted. Uh, Year by year, we're gathering more information, more expertise, more people that have influence that could bring this issue forward. Um, And our growth with this cause is exponential. And uh, the prophecy that also... Um, but, you know, TIs as a community, I feel, are determined to make this work because basically we have nowhere else to go. So um, so we have to really uh, stay together and keep our sights, you know, um, a clear, our goals clear before us. And I believe that within the next couple of years, we're going to see some major, major things happening for us that will be very liberating for this cause and for our community. I would Eric, I'd, I'd like to take off, um, just backtrack on something you said about, you started with it, um, not letting ourselves, our group, um, being divided. And I think that's an especially important piece right now because this country is being hugely divided. Trump versus Obama, police versus black. And personally, I think it's being orchestrated and it's going to get a lot worse. So going back on how, for instance, we can feel depression in people around us on the holidays, we are going to feel this. I already feel it, but we are going to feel this energy of of separation and division that's happening in the country. And I think it's especially important for us to keep that in mind, that energy that we're going to be picking up on, not again, like the depression, to take it personally and allow it to, you know, split up the group in, in different ways. So. Right, right. That is, that is a strategy, and uh, it is a tactic and uh, and you're right about it. That is happening to our community. And after what happened last year, um, the purpose wanted this community to be, to be completely shut down and everybody scattered to the four winds. But that didn't happen. And um, as long as we can keep focused, I don't think that it will happen. But... Um, if we if we have a, if we have another year like we had this year with continued growth 
um, and um, with opportunities that come along that really that grow the car. And uh, it seems that we are finding more ways to gather evidence and to making the invisible crime more visible. And the more that we can do that, the greater our chances that we will have uh, to have people to back us and to really come to understand this issue because uh, prior to this, we presented our case to people who have just basically had to accept our word. And we've not really had a lot of evidence to stand on to say that we are being targeted. But this year, we are working with three different types of evidence or several various types of evidence, uh, tangible things, which, you know, when presented to officials, that um, it would sway them. It would give them the, um, the idea that, hey, there is something going on here that we need to pay attention to. And, uh, and so this is uh, what we're doing this year what we've achieved this year, you know, starting with the booklet, with the um, radio frequency device uh, seminars, with uh, the blood tests, you know, all of these things, we started to um, to make this this crime more tangible. And uh, the more that we can do that, uh, the easier it'll be for others to believe us and to gather. Um, significant support. The one thing, Derek, that I see is problematic. I'm going to equate it with another phenomenon that's happening. Slowly but surely, they're turning up cures for major diseases in other parts of the world. I know what happened in one incident in particular. Um, the one of the largest cancer research centers in the world is located where I am, Roswell Park, and that's where chemotherapy was invented. So this person came to this country with a cure for a specific type of cancer. They were not allowed to be able to introduce this cure to this country. Uh, they were told that no, we're going to continue the way we are. And I think underlying, there's a lot of chemical, uh, what do you call pharmaceutical countries involved. A lot of doctors would have lost jobs. A lot of medications would have not needed to be used any longer. So it's the same with us. Yes, we are doing a lot. I'm being optimistic, just like everyone else. I'm going around the world 20, 30 brochures a day for a week, I am circulating, leaving here, leaving there. I'm doing my part as far as public education. However, I think our biggest opposition is not going to be uh, Congress. It's not going to be a lot of people we think it might be, like the alphabet agencies. I think it's going to be those people that produce these weapons and that make the patents, and they're not going to want to give up their business. They're not going to want to have to change and find another profession. I think those people are going to be our biggest problems. I really don't think 
the others are going to be as difficult to surmount as the people that are making all of these weapons. What are they going to do with the rest of their life? I think a lot of the people using these weapons are slugs and really can't find a place in society. So consequently, you have a whole batch of these people floating around too. And there's a lot of things that we don't realize, but somehow I think those companies are really going to fight not to give up and not to let us become free once again. What do you think? Well, I think that um, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that um, if a person uh, wrongs you, you can go to the government and seek redress. But if the government is doing you wrong, then you have to marshal the people. And the people um, have to make the government accountable. Um, I think that we are entering a time when the people are marshalling to do just that. And I think that we're going to see um, a time when the grassroots, the grassroots efforts will rule the day uh, for government wrongdoing and for corporate wrongdoing. I mean, we see it every day on Facebook. Um, there's a lot wrong with our system and some of it, maybe a lot of it has to do with the, um, with the, the money machine, things that are driven by the dollar, uh, which, makes our, which makes our decisions in Congress, which um, corporate decisions are made because of, um, because of money, um, but I think that we're starting, the consciousness of the country um, is slowly, and when I say slowly, it's something that, that may take decades to evolve, but there is a consciousness to where um, people are starting to realize that money is really the driving force uh, for so much evil in our society, and uh, that that we can create a system uh, of life uh, on this planet where people do not have to pursue money to have a decent life and that we can create a culture where people can live and live well without money. And um, if, if that consciousness starts to spread, a lot of what's happening to us, a lot of the greed and um, suffering and the poverty that we see in this world, I think that will start to recede. And that is, that's part of the driving force to what we see that's happening to us. Um, there is money, there is power involved. Uh, those that like to subjugate others, um, you know, power hungry. Um, but once those types of enticements are are taken from them, and this is a process that may take decades to, to undo, I think that um, our civilization will be a livable one. And um, because money is, is really an entanglement in our society, it's something we don't really have to pursue just to have a life. It's something that we have always grown up with. 
and it's been ingrained in us, but on a certain level, but I think that a consciousness is starting to take hold that uh, we don't have to have, um, it, it's something that's kept a lot of people down and a lot of people up, and that it's been oppressive. So um, I think that is a big part of what's happening to us, uh, the money machine and those at the top who um, want to see those at the bottom stay at the bottom. And um, there's money, there's power uh, issues involved here. And um, I think that over time that will recede. But, uh, but in the meantime, uh, we, can, we can, at least for our cause, I think that we can establish, um, uh, we can create a niche for ourselves in the society and eventually get to a point very soon where the public will understand what this is about and um, will rally, you know, to our defense and to those that are targeted. Um, okay, did that did that kind of answer what you were saying? Yes. Um, I think, like you do, that uh, knowledge is power, and as long as we can stay empowered keep learning, keep helping one another to cope, to live longer, to live healthier. Um, There's a lot of things that uh, we do have on our side as a community and staying together in numbers as versus being splintered and being out there before a target discovers they are targeted. uh, They're very much alone trying to figure this whole thing out. I was alone for 20 years before I really figured it out. And it was only until January of 2015, just one year ago, mm-hmm. that I put all the puzzle pieces together. Wow. And that's because I was not allowed to go to websites where I could have learned. My computer froze, my computer broke down, my computer turned off, everything happened, and I couldn't figure it out what was going on. I knew somebody was interfering, but I didn't know why until they allowed me and wanted me to see what was happening. They made the conscious decision at a certain point in this whole program to let me see what was happening and then how I would behave after I had the knowledge. Right. Derek, that was a spot-on analysis I have heard put together about everything, bringing our actions into what's happening in the world with Trump, et cetera. So you're absolutely correct. And, but Thanks. you have to support with people, people, January 30th. That's all I have to say. Okay, I've unmuted a few people. If you have questions, have comments about our discussion. Are you still on this first subject? I have removed on. <laughs> okay, who is that? Who is Mrs. Lonnie, I was just wondering, are oh, you still on the first question, or have we moved on from what, uh, how to... We're still on the, the holiday discussion. Okay, okay, well, uh, I know that there are different holidays along this time of year, but uh, I celebrate Christmas. Those of you who celebrate Christmas, remember that it's named for Christ, but what I think is most important, it just occurred to me, really, was that 700 years before then, 
Christ is really his title. Uh, Jesus is his name. But 700 years before that, he was given a name, and that's Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew it means God with us. So anytime I have been alone during Christmas or felt alone, I remember that I'm not alone. It was the last thing he said in the Gospel of Matthew is that I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. We get isolated, you know, and and Christmas has become such a um, family, family, this, family, this, you you know, go out and shop, give gifts, and that sort of thing. Well, my family's all the way across the nation, so it's not one of those things in terms of celebrating with them. But um, I was on two this week. I've been snowed in for two weeks. I got out last weekend thinking I was going to get out this week and get some things done. I don't have any money to buy gifts, and uh, I thought, what am I going to do? So I've been snowed in sitting here thinking, okay, I'll just make them. I haven't spent a nickel all week, and that works out well in in terms of my pocketbook and in terms of my conscience there because I put my, my heart into it, you know. You can make a gift for a homeless person. You can make a gift for an orphan. You can make a gift for anybody, you know, if you don't have specific people. That's important. I was thinking back the first Christmas I ever spent all by myself. I was in Vietnam with the Red Cross, and uh, they sent me gifts, you know. I had my little package there waiting, and we did several programs, went to several uh, different units that that day and did our little Christmas program. Then I got home, and my roommate, I believe, had gone on her R&R or something like that. But I was alone. I was sitting in the Quonset hut on Christmas, and I got my little tree out, some lights, and opened my gifts. I could be alone. But I found out, I found out that well, first Christmas that I'm not really alone, not if I have the Lord Jesus with me. And I always will. Anyway, I just want to remind people of that. We are never. Oh, and I grew up as um, in the church. We sang the song that said, uh, "No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised fertility and never leave me alone." That's a very important one, I think. When you feel isolated, and um, it's Sunday, church is on Sunday. Our Christmas is on Sunday uh, this this year, and I know that some churches vote to not have a service. Some of them do. But I I think there are going to be a lot of churches having services. And if you find a little church that really goes by the Bible, you might visit that church. And find it really nice. So, anybody, I would like to wish everybody a good, a good, good Christmas. And that's hey, all. Thank you, Lonnie, for sharing. Hi, Derek. Yes? Hi. Who's Hi, there? Derek. Amy. Amy from Oregon. Oh, Amy. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Thank you. I want to uh, share um, a past Christmas, uh, which was lovely. Um, I felt connected. Even though I was alone, um, you know, I didn't have company per se, I, I went into the uh, into the uh, forest uh, on a trail, um, and I walked for a long time. I love to walk. It's one of my passions. And it was a rainy, cool Christmas many years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, afterwards I felt really good, really exhilarated, very connected to nature. So I wasn't alone. I was alone being I wasn't with people, but I was was not alone at all. I was very with nature. 
and um, I felt really good and happy and joyful. And I went to this uh, one and only restaurant that was open for the day. It was a Thai restaurant. And uh, I went in there and I had a meal. And the tables were full. Uh, there were families sitting together. And uh, I was fine because I was feeling so good, so um, so fulfilled from the walk, so nurtured from the walk, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my endorphins were, were spilling all, all over the place inside me, so I was feeling great. And uh, when it came time for me to ask for my check, the uh, waiter said to me, the guy at the next table paid for you. Now, that was such a perfect gift to me. I felt so touched by that. That was so poignant because here is a person at the next table with a whole group of people. They must have had 10 people sitting at the next table. Uh, felt some kind of, uh, um, I don't know, a generosity towards me that I was by myself sitting at the next table having a meal alone. Little did he know I was feeling terrific. I mean, maybe you could see it on my face. I don't know. But uh, he felt like he wanted to give to me a gift uh, to let me know I wasn't alone. You know, that he that he saw me, he noticed to me. I wasn't unnoticed. And he picked my check up, and it was pretty anonymous because I really didn't put a lot of attention on the next table. I wasn't staring at them or anything like that, you know. Uh, so I, uh, I couldn't tell you what the guy looked like that picked the check up. But I was really touched uh, by that, Derek. I mean, it really made my Christmas. It was one of the best gifts I ever got, actually. From anyone, um, and uh, you know, it's it's a thing like by paying it forward, like the movie uh, that was made like twenty twenty five years ago, paying it forward. I felt I felt right away like a pay, paying it forward type of you know philosophy that I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to treat somebody. There's no toll booths around here, so I can't pay for anyone's toll who's in back of me. But I can maybe buy a meal, give somebody a sandwich that's hanging around the streets. Doesn't look like they have anything much. Um, you know, I couldn't do something like that, you know. Um, right. Excellent. So, so I just wanted to share that story with you because it uh, looks like so far this Christmas Day I'm going to be by, by myself again. and I, But not alone. I have a dog. I have a little beloved do- uh, dog, and I won't be alone. He's with me. And um, so right now it's up in the air. It doesn't, and I'm optimistic that I will have something really good to do. Um, so far. Amy, I thought you had um I thought you had roommates or or the housemates or something. Well, I don't live I don't live in the house per se because I live in my RV on the property. So so there's a house you know, for for housemates, but they do their own thing, you know. So uh, most likely that oh, they're going to do their own thing, which I which I accept. You know, it's uh you know there's acceptance and uh, and um, wanting to have peace and wanting to get along with people. There's uh, there's, there's more acceptance actually than resentment. You know, the opposite of I think is resentment is acceptance. So I'd rather be on the acceptance end of it than on the resentment end of it. It's no good for me. It's poison. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I think we get poisoned enough by the targeting. So. Oh. I'm- you know. Well, so I hope you have an enjoyable time. We see we'll have the uh the webinar open. Yeah. And so so you don't have to feel alone. You can call in and we'll have a conference room open all day. Uh huh. So well, that's great, Eric. <clears throat> make you feel a little Derek, bit Derek. Can I that's... make a comment? Yes, is there? This is memoir. 
Oh, yes. Hi, Barbara. Go ahead. Well, you know, all of you were talking about being connected, and that evidently is an important word to me. Um, As I said on Ella's call, I'm going to repeat it here. I hope you don't mind. Is um, that everybody is a target. There are some people who know they're a target, and there are other people who don't know they're a target. For instance, my um, basic for, for thinking this way is that NSA is data mining everybody. So everybody's a target. The only difference between us and them is that they're using um, directed energy on us. I think, I believe everybody is um, having V2K used on them because I know V2K can be like just a faint brush on your cheek or it can, the pulse can be intensified and the pulse itself of V2K, which is an army term, can be used to punch holes through you. So it's a multitask weapon. But if you're... Um, so that's why I think everybody is triggered because that's what I call it, is when they use V2K on you, they're triggering you. And and the mind does not have a firewall. So to me, everybody is a target, except some are aware and some are not. Some are covert and some are overt. And we just happen to be the ones that they let us know. Because one of the things that happened to me when my targeting first began is it started out as as funny. They used to do funny things, which got my attention. And then as time went on, it became more malicious as it went on. And this is how they got my attention was through humor. And I'm wondering if um, other, you know, what you think of this theory uh, do you have any thoughts on it at all? Well, are I'm you not, listening? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I kind of get what you're saying. That that you're saying that the perps are. Well, can you summarize it uh, in a few sentences? What your theory is again? Everybody I mean, I get, is a target, right. except because of the NSA data mining. They're data mining everybody. Okay. And some are overt and some are covert. We are the ones who know about it, so we're overt. In other words, they've let us know that we're a target. But the majority of other people, that's the difference between us. They're not aware of it, but we're aware of it. That's the, But everybody's a target. This is why I say... Um, you know, you could use this NSA data mining as an endpoint to bringing our cause, which is the same cause, to the forefront because they're targeted with NSA data mining. We're targeted with NSA data mining because they've data mined all of us. They know all of us in and out right. way before 
the only difference between us and the majority of people in the country is that we're aware and they're not. So that's what we have to break through. We have to tell these people, listen, your NSA, your data mind, everybody's data mind, the only difference between us and you is we know about it. We know what you're doing. We know that... Okay. We well, know first, that they're uh, invading our homes and doing all kinds of things to us. Well, there's, there's more difference between us and them. Um, what? Well, what? I mean, I think I think people would agree with um, with Snowden's assessment that everybody's under surveillance. The difference between them and us is that we also have an overlay of mind control technologies that they may not believe. Um, and it might be happening to them, but they may, they may not believe that either. Correct. So that is, that I is agree. Really, that is really the, the crux of our issue, that we realize that there are more exotic technologies at work than just surveillance. But they're um, using all of this on them. Don't you think that NSA, when they do their NSA data mining, that they've got um, triggers in there that brings certain information to their attention that people have um, done in their lives, um, and, right. and and then they target them? I mean, v, it, as I said, I believe V2K is used on everybody. Okay, well, that 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 might be true. Um, But the thing is that um, they will believe, they might believe that they are being surveilled. What they may not believe is, you know, what we know that uh, that mind control technologies are at work. In our case, it's probably in operation maybe more frequently than the rest of the population. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, like I said, everybody, everybody know everybody. Okay, everybody is. Um, I forgot my thought. Now isn't doesn't that piss you off? It everybody is a target. It's just that in everybody. They use V2K on everybody. As I said before, it can be as light as a small breeze on your cheek. Or the pulse can be as strong that it'll throw you across the room. It's a multitask weapon. So everybody is targeted except that now, when you first get targeted, okay, when they first went after you, when they first went after me, they did things to get my attention, to tell me that I was a target, to tell me that I was being surveyed, surveilled, to tell, to, like I said, they got my attention with humor. They first, they started doing funny things, okay? Like, what do you mean funny? Well, like, for instance, um, they communicated some off-the-wall and looney tune, and I realized that. 
that they used to um, put cars in front of me that had funny little sayings on the license plates, humorous stuff. So I read it, and it'd be like this funny thing, and you'd laugh, ha ha ha. And it was like, gee, that was kind of funny. And then they'd put another car in front of me with exactly the same thing, and it would be like, my, I didn't think that license plates could be the same. So you get my attention that way. And then as time went on, they started V2King a word for every letter of the alphabet and every number meant something. So that after a while, they could talk to me through the stupid license plates. And after a while, it became malicious. It became very threatening. Like if they wanted me to do some sort of a behavior, they would have a have it on a license plate, you know, um, telling me, you know, telling me bad things that they wanted to do or whatever. So that's how they managed to get my attention was through these little humorous license plates. And I was like, well, you know, and then after a while, like I said, it got really malicious. Well, numerically... Numerically, um, memoir, they cannot target every single person in the United States the way that they target us. They are doing it. That's what Snowden said. NSA is data mining everybody, but they are doing that. They are doing it globally. I don't disagree that everybody is, uh, is under surveillance. What I'm talking about is not everybody is having their life um, controls and invaded because it takes legion legion of people, armies of people to do what they're doing for one person. That's the point I'm trying to get to you. Everybody is connected. Everybody is data mined. Everybody is part of this. Could you lower your voice, please? But some of us are aware and some of us some of us they have made aware you you haven't been you didn't you didn't decide all of a sudden one day that this is targeting you better stop you you've been told that you've been targeted okay that's the difference you're not you're aware and they're not right but everybody is but okay. yeah, just, yeah keep, keep in mind, though, that more people are becoming aware and exp- exponentially numbers mm-hmm. of people are becoming more aware, I would say year by year. And as I said earlier, there are more people here than, than there were a while ago. Um, as I said earlier, I think, in my opinion, with the, over the next couple of years, because our, our cause is growing exponentially year by year, I would say within the next uh, two to five years, this issue will become completely known by the public. You, you're missing my point. We my point don't have to say it over and over again. Well, evidently I do because you're missing the point too. These people are targeted. And if you tell them, no, wait a minute. If you tell them that they are targeted by NSA, that's your lead in. Okay, I thought you were saying that some people 
uh, knew about the targeting and some, some didn't. What I'm telling you is that over the course of the next couple of years or so, that number will be the will be reversed, that more people will know than will not know. Think about what I said. Because you're missing my point. Okay, I think you were saying that there are people that are covertly uh, being targeted and others are overtly being targeted or something like that. Some people are aware of it and are being made aware of it and some uh, maybe not. I think that's what you were saying. You said the only difference is is awareness or something like that. But what I'm saying to you is that people are becoming more aware and over the next couple of years that... um, They're all targeted. They're all targeted. Snowden said this. They're all data mined by NSA. Well, I'm not the only denying, difference is they, they let you know it. They let you know it. They let you know you're a target. You didn't just, just wake up one day and decide you were a target. They had to tell you. That's the difference. So if you say to people, oh. listen, you're already targeted by NSA. You're already data mined. It can be a lead-in for us is the only point I'm trying to make. And that's it. I'll shut up. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to the next caller. Uh, who else has a, co- a comment or question? Okay. Um, I know that somebody's got something to say. Merry Christmas, oh. by the way, or happy holiday, Derek. Well, thank you. I wanted to say thank you to Derek to putting this meeting together tonight and gathering people that are sharing their strength, their knowledge, and insights. And I heard some gals talking about um, spirituality and Jesus, and that's what I have done myself. As, um, today I bought two books. I went to a thrift store. And uh, they were having a sale, and I got a book by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I got another book called The Praying Life. And I'm finding that these, this literature helps me. And for the first time in my life, I'm reading the Bible, and I'm understanding it, and I just I feel it's a blessing, and I'm grateful. Oh, that's great. And what's your name? My name is Anne. Oh, I thought your voice sounded familiar. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's great. Um, you know, whatever brings you comfort during this time uh, is what you know we're trying to impart, so that um, the, the the depression, the um, uh, and whatever other negative emotions the perps are trying to impose on us during the season would not be amplified. And so the people see that there is hope during the season. Um, what I what I feel is happens during uh, the Christmas and and New Year season is that uh, our emotions get amplified, whether for good or for ill. That you know, if you're feeling well, you can feel really, really well, and if you're feeling depressed, you can become more depressed. Uh, it depends on your out, and I I feel that you have a choice about how we view 
our situation. And depending on how we view it, it can be empowering um, or it can be debilitating. But we do have a choice. And we, I think that we can choose to have a positive outlook and it will make us feel better. And we will be, we'll have a better outlook. Have that choice. Hi, Anne. I want to say hello to you. Hi, Amy. Good to hear you. Yeah. Good to hear you, too. I loved your story about being in the restaurant and somebody buying your meal for you. Yeah, and it happened again uh, recently. In the last uh, year or two, I was with my mother. <laughs> we were sitting in, in Red Robin, of all places, and uh, sharing a meal together. And there was a woman next to us. She was alone. And she picked the check up. Uh, we had a conversation with her, and then we were all quiet. I was talking to my mother, and she was quiet. And then she leaves, and um, then we we ask for our, our check, and uh, the waitress says the woman next uh, next to you picked it up. So it's happened several times. I don't know what it is. It's uh, is it around know. holidays? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was in the summertime, actually. Nice. I hear yes. that when people are like in the um, drive-in at Starbucks or another mm-hmm. drive-in food place that mm-hmm. they'll actually go on a roll where it'll be like 30 people in a row just picked up the tab of the person behind them, and it's just wonderful to hear yeah. about that. Yeah, it was very high-touching. It's, uh, it's really I heard good. something in the news recently about somebody... A lady walked into a Walmart, I don't know what city or what state it was in, and she paid off all the um, layaways. It was like $48,000 in layaways. A lot of parents had letters saying, I didn't know what I was going to do this Christmas because I couldn't pay for the toy truck or the bicycle, and now my kid or my grandchild is going to have a Christmas gift that they've been looking forward to. And just genuine, heartfelt gratitude, and I just think it's wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's, uh, it, it kind of, um, it, it reminds you that, that we're, we're connected, you know, you know, that old cliche, we're all connected, you know. Well, you know, uh, I don't think we are, as a, getting, as a person getting targeted, I don't think we are all connected, but when, uh, you know, sweet incidences like this happen, it kind of brings back that, that, uh, that belief that we are connected. I think on an energy level, from what I'm reading, it's like on a molecular level. We are all one. I'm reading, I mentioned to you, Conversations with God, and uh, Neil Donald Walsh talks about that, that it's a very small level. It's like one being, one God, and we're all part of it. But being human, we can't really perceive it. But the more I read, the more it makes sense to me. And granted, I don't get it most of the time, but I'm just going to keep at it, and um, I'm glad that I'm doing so. Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're getting absorbed in, in really, in really, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, sweet, sweet, sweet things that make you feel good and kind of get you away from the negativity and the, the evil and 
Yeah, you know, we all need that. We all need to get into the the, the the good things in life, but there are good things in life. I mean, that's why God put us here, to, to be happy, not to be miserable. I know that for a fact. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the holiday other than um going to do some volunteering on Christmas Eve at a kind of like a, a makeshift shelter where the churches are volunteering one week of the winter, there's about 12 churches, and they're opening them up to the homeless people and letting them stay there, and um, I'm going to help out on Christmas night, and I think some other nights. I did it last year, and I did it at the intake center, but um, I'm going to try doing night monitoring the, the first shift up until like 1 or one thirty. I'm just going to bring a book, and hopefully it'll be quiet. Most everybody goes down, goes to sleep around. I think 9.30 or something, they shut the lights down. But I don't know what I'm going to do on Christmas Eve day. We go to a Christmas Eve service. That's kind of lonely, but I'm just going to try and keep myself busy somehow. Yeah, I'm sure it will fall into place as it gets closer. Yeah. Does anybody else hear the... um, I'm trying to intercept, like, the horn and other noises, like a, a loud, blaring horn. Okay. Uh, trying to pay attention to that because they're trying to, you know, to distract the call. Well, I didn't know if I was hearing it or other people were, too. No, it's everybody. It's it's uh, you know the they're coming in through the back. I think they may be coming in through the back door. Uh, they're, they're just kind of trying to disrupt the call. You know, just like with V2K, they uh, yeah. You know, at least with V2K, I get it's always disrupting. Uh, you know, my mind. It's the same thing on the calls. It's the same type of uh, same type of uh, um, action. Trying to the intention is to is to. Uh, is to uh, you know kind of uh, you know disrupt Put everything, a on disrupt everything, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. There's a recording that says uh, you better stop. So, um, and I'll just kind of encourage people not to not to uh, to get involved in that or to argue with it or anything like that because it's just a recording in place over and over again. You better stop. Hmm. Oh, um, you know, it's it's recording, so they're, just, they're trying to harass and to, um, to splinter the community. Okay, uh, for those that might be in the L.A. area, there is going to be a Christmas Eve party, and it's going to be in Sherman Oaks. And is it going to be at Melinda's house? Uh, not at Melinda's house, no. Someone that, ne- that lives near her, though. Uh-huh.
How far are you from there, Derek? From Sherman Oaks. Oh, well, I'm quite a ways. I'm probably an hour and a half to two hours uh, east of L.A. Well, I guess most people are out doing their Christmas shopping or Christmas wrapping. You mean tonight? Yeah, seems kind of quiet on the line. Do we have like eight people on the line? Oh, um, eight eight people. Oh, there's a lot more people than that. Oh. Uh, I don't like it. Well, just those that are unmuted is you know just a few relatively that are unmuted. Just about. Right now, we have 70 people on the call. Wow. Derek, I haven't heard Don speak lately. Is he around or is he okay? I haven't heard who? Don. Oh. Um. Yeah, he's okay. Okay. It just seems like weeks I haven't heard him. Maybe I haven't been at the same place at the same time he has. Oh. I'd like to say something about how something that I saw on Facebook, which was just beautiful. A man was um, taking, well, actually, he had some money, and, and he asked some people. It, w- it was downtown Los Angeles, kind of like Skid Row, and he was taking, he was asking people what they would like, and he was taking them what they asked for, and it was the most, I mean, there were maybe a total of 10 people he he bought little things for and it was the most touching thing to watch the the gratitude and the surprise on people's faces, you know, that they were so excited that that they got a present for Christmas. And I, I'm pers- I think I'm gonna we've got an area here that's got some people that are clearly in need and I think maybe buying some blankets, we've got a, a very good thrift store around here and buying some blankets because it's a cold time of the year. And I think if we could, if we could all sort of do something for those people that have less than we, we can always find somebody who has who is in more in need than we are. I think, and um, I think taking them, taking people something who really needs something is a, you know, they say this is a season of giving, and I got, I always feel much better when I'm giving something, especially to somebody who needs something, and um, I think that's a great way to cope. With the loneliness. We don't have to be lonely. We can go do something for somebody, you know? 
what I mean? Right. They say that's the cure for loneliness. Huh? Helping somebody. They say that's the cure for loneliness, helping somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And and just light up their life a little bit and maybe take them, I don't know, a sweet of some sort so they can have something sweet and a little gift and, you know, a few people. That That to me is just to see the looks on people's faces when you do something for them. It's just awfully really helps my energy and my, um, I don't know, helps me cope with bad mm-hmm. situations, loneliness, you know. And also I yep. want to mention something else, too. I'm, I'm not sure what memoir was getting at, but there is a lawsuit that has been filed or that is in the process of being filed and cleared by the judge that they can file this against government contractors, the two psychologists that, that created the, um, the, you know, program to torture and to that psychological program in Iraq, they're being sued by two gentlemen that were um, very, very damaged by this by the process. And the, the good thing about that is they're suing them in this country, and, and if they win or whatever, at least just the fact that they're filing a lawsuit and that's been accepted. It's not against the government. It's against government contractors. They don't have the same national security issue that the government has and that the government can shut down lawsuits because of. Um, these are government contractors, and they don't have the same protection. And I think that's fabulous news for us, that actually government contractors can now be sued. And they're not insured anymore, which must, I think would help them think twice before they continue you know, with all of this uh, torture that we are experiencing. Oh, wow, that is great news. Because, Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of, um, let's see, Dr. Uh, Dr. Hall said in his book that 70% of intelligence agency work is farmed out to contractors. Uh-huh. So that's, that's great news because uh, more than likely uh, many of us are being targeted by these contractors. Exactly. Exactly, Derek. The government doesn't have, you know, they're doing their thing. I think the contractors are who is get, getting at us, and this sets a precedence for us. I think it's fabulous. I think this oh. is going to be a real turner. Yeah, I mean, gradually, you know, we're getting more things are kind of, um, more things are coming our way that will yes. help us. Yes. And this one... You know, we we kind of felt helpless for a long time because suing the government is just like impossible. However, this is a now it's and a judge approved it. He said yes, you can file the lawsuit. Um, at first, they tried to fight it in various ways, and the judge um, went for the for the, um, the people that were injured and said, yeah, you can do this. And my God, that sets a precedence for us. You know, I think that's going to break. I mean, yeah. It's just going to be huge for us. Linda, what did the psychologists do? What were they hired to do? They were hired to to create the torture program. To to create... The American veterans that were in Iran? No, no, it was the Iraqi, they called them prisoners, even though they just... 50% 50 of the people in um, Abu Ghraib... Oh, you mean like the Abu Ghraib? Yes. Okay. Uh, they're, They're suing them here... In, in this, in actually in Washington State, um, they're suing them here. And not only is that amazing that, it, that they can sue them here, um, I mean it's great. But that's that's our that's that's what has been blocking a lot of us, and they knew it. 
And now that's been, I mean, this sets a whole new, a whole new level for us, I think. Ah, it's very exciting. Eric? Well, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Who's there? This is Connie Marshall. How are you? Oh, hi, Connie. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, trying to get my hair laid for church tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> and curling and all that. But I had to uh, get in on the conversation, and I just wanted to say, uh, did you all see my video entitled Radiating Connie Marshall in which you can see the flashes coming through the window attacking me? Whoa. You can hear a humming noise in my house. Wow. And these flashes uh, cause me to fall over and keep passing out while I'm on the sofa watching television. Wow. Really? I actually, wow. I actually captured the flashes. So when you get it, uh-huh. he doesn't want you to know, you no. know. Um, <laughs> Too bad. That's right. But I actually captured the flashes. And, again, the wow. video is entitled, Radiating Connie Marshall, if you go to YouTube and put my name in, Connie Marshall, comma, and put radiating, you can pull it up. And you don't watch the entire video. Under the YouTube video is a drop-down screen where you can show more, and I have already designated the numbers on the meter that you need to click to see. Let destruction come upon the perpetrators at unaware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Psalm 35. Okay. Very good. I just and, brought it up. Thank you. And then the other thing is I also have captured them talking to me while I'm sleeping, and I'm also hearing my voice talking back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor baby. And I have 11 of those videos <laughs> entitled Who's Talking? Uh, and that's on YouTube, and it's also on my website, www.justiceforallcitizens.com. So I actually have captured them talking. There's a man talking to me most of the time, and some of the things that wow. he says is louder than other things. But as I stated, don't look at the whole video because there's nothing really to look at. I'm asleep. Just do the drop down. You stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the drop-down screen and click the numbers, and it takes you right to everything that is said. My response is you can hear me telling him to stop. You can hear him say what. You can hear him say a curse word. You're, you can hear him talking to me. You can hear it very clearly. And it's so clear that people have told me that they thought I had an entity living with me. And I oh told, my. I told oh them, no, that's not what it is. So when you get a chance, you know, listen to those. Now, how do they get you to talk back? Are you talking? I don't know how I'm going. I don't. It's my voice, but I'm asleep, so I don't know how I'm talking. I don't think my mouth is moving. It could be a recording they're playing, or maybe they've done something to me uh, that I, you know, that's beyond, you know, natural. Somehow manipulated previous recordings of your voice to make it sound like you're talking, maybe. It could very well be, but he's talking to me, and sometimes I'm trying to talk to him. Some of the times I'm trying to talk, and you're hearing me mumble, and he says, what, like that, really loud. 
And then I'm mumbling again, and I'm straining to get words out. So either they've copied my voice to make it seem like it's me, or they've done something to me where I'm actually talking to them. I have drones over my house on a regular basis, and I have also videotaped. You better stop. (laughs) Does anybody have any thoughts as to why this goes on? I I know it's to torture and to disable us, but... But why? What is the motivation to bring us down? What is gained? Oh, million one different ideas about that. Nobody really knows. But I think everybody should scream and not be silent. I used to scream Mm -hmm. inside, as I say to most people. I would scream inside because I was so horrified with what was happening to me. But I no longer scream inside. I mean, I do fear what could happen to me, but but Mm -hmm. I'm still going to scream outside and tell the world what's going on. I've even contacted the CIA, and I got two uh, reference numbers from their website. And the reason I contacted them, which I did put on uh, my Facebook, Facebook account. The reason I contacted them is because in a couple of the videos, they state that they own my state. We own this state. Now, that's a terror comment. So I uh, put that on the uh, CIA website. And I also put the one on there where they state that uh, Obama was a nigger president, that soon we would have the nigger president. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, those were in some of the death threats that I received. It's common knowledge, I don't know if you all know, that I've received about 30 death threats slash sexual degradation slash hate, hate mail from them. And in one of the emails, they actually tell me that I'm a T.I. They say, you're worse than a nigger. You're a T.I. Oh, my. Yes, so all types of things like that. They talk about raping me with a toilet plunger, I, all kinds of horrific oh. things, horrific things, killing my family. Uh, they they tell me how old I am. They tell me when my birthday is, and they quote my social security number. All that's posted. Of course, I've X'd out my social security number, but all that's posted. They told me where I used to work at, which I don't even talk about. They tell me what I'm doing in my house, different things like that. And do you get this as a voice in your head, or is it in correspondence in the mail? Of- I'm, well, I've, I'm, I'm speaking of the emails that I've received right now. Now, the voices that, that talk to me at night, because I don't get V2K, every now and then I might hear somebody say something, but I don't really get the V2K. They come from me at night talking to me when I'm sleeping. That's when they normally talk to me. Now, every now and then and it, when I'm Well, obviously it's enough to wake you up. No, I don't wake up. I record myself at night. I set up a oh. recording. I set up a camcorder, and I record myself while I'm sleeping. And that's how I picked up their voices. I didn't know. They've probably been talking to me for a very long time, and I didn't know it. I know one morning I woke up, and I heard this woman say to me, I was half asleep and half awake, and I heard her say, and I wasn't recording at this particular time, I heard somebody say, uh, would you steal from me? She said, would you steal from me? And I said, yeah, you know, I was half asleep. And then she said, you would steal? She said, you know that's a crime, don't you? And then I I woke up. I said, I know, and I used a choice word. And I said, that's why I wouldn't do it, because I woke up. So, you know, they plant ideas in people's heads while they're sleeping. And then I had my my little great-grandchild over here with me about three weeks ago, and she didn't sleep the whole night. She kept waking up and waking up screaming, waking up screaming. She's only 13 months old, or 15 oh, months God. old. 
Yeah, she kept waking up screaming, and she stayed with me one night. And uh, this, you know, I had to move from room to room to room with that child. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally laid back down in my bed, because I sleep all over my house, I heard somebody say in my ear while I was holding her close to me, they said, I'm just checking up on you. Yeah. So I don't know if they were, uh, you know, her her sleep or what was going on. But Mm -hmm. she didn't sleep over here. And since then, I haven't brought her back over here to sleep at night. Yeah. But when you get a chance, uh, you know, look at those videos because you can see that it's not lightning. It's not it's not anybody's headlights. Uh, there was no storm. There was no rain. You could actually see these flashes coming through, and I can't ex- describe them really. It's something like I've never seen before. And I had two sets of cable guys over here. And I video for the cable guys. And when I played the video for the cable guys, they were like, I've never seen anything like that before. And they said that humming noise, it was a humming noise being transmitted through my home also. And that humming noise to this day, they send humming noises through my refrigerator, through my computer. I don't know what these humming noises are for, but they do send them through, Mm -hmm. you know, different electronic appliances in my home. I get the humming in the refrigerator and my car. It's an older car, but I get this vibration in my car. And I wondered if it's some kind of directed energy. Yes, yes, I'm sure that's what it is. Because it comes and goes. You know, the refrigerator yeah. runs for a while, and then all of a sudden this humming noise comes, and they do it mainly at night, so much so that I sometimes unplug my refrigerator at night and put all my food in the freezer to stay cold until the next morning. Wow. And but does that, I'm, like, help you sleep? Is that why you do it, so you can sleep? I do it because night? I don't know what the humming noise is, is for. I don't know if it's some type of mind control thing that mm-hmm. they're using. Or what? Because it also comes to my computer. I can go to use my computer, and then all of a sudden I get a humming noise coming to my computer. The furnace, it'll sometimes come through my furnace. So I don't know what it's for, but I'm screaming, and I really don't care who's on the phone or who's involved in it. I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to scream about it, and that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue to do so. And I do know that my police are... are, are Coolere con Ternas de Fondo. That's a sick person. Mm-hmm. That's a sick person. But mm-hmm. I do know my Louisville Metro Police are involved in it, and I do scream about it. So much so that they've been over here, and I have posted it. Between May and, and August, they came over here five times trying to accuse me of different things. And I fall you back. say you scream about it. You mean you literally scream inside your house? No, ma'am. I, when I say scream, it's just a, a figure of speech. I'm using. I mean, I, I speak out. I don't remain silent anymore. I used to scream inside, you know, okay. from what I was okay. going through, which means I used to keep it inside of me. Mm-hmm. But I don't do it anymore. I don't do it, you know. And I have a prayer that I pray every single day. And it is Psalm 35. I don't miss a day of praying. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them to strive with me, fight against them to fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Drought also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. And I don't just pray for myself or pray for others. 
Let the perpetrators be confounded and put to shame to seek after our souls and our minds. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that divides our hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid a net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for our souls. Let destruction come upon the perpetrators at unawares and let the net that they have hid catch themselves and into their own very destruction let them fall. And when I pray that prayer, I always pray it for the homeless. They didn't like that, did they? It must be working because somebody's awfully upset. But when I Mm -hmm. pray, what keeps me strong, you guys, I don't pray just for myself. I pray for other people, homeless, disabled, elderly children, my family, people behind the scenes and in front of the scenes that are helping us because some of them are helping us. I've had people help me. You know, I don't just Mm -hmm. pray for myself, you know, and that's what keeps me strong. Did you say that was Psalm 35 that you read? Pardon me? Did you say that was Psalm 35? Psalm 35. I read it every day, and I've been reading it every day for several months. Thank I mean, you. I read other other uh, chapters, too, you know, and other verses, too, but this one, I don't miss the day of reading that. And you I read, stop. I read verse 30, I read uh, chapter 35, verse 1 through uh, 8 every day. Every day. I pray for warriors every day to come from the heavens and destroy the perpetrators on this earth. I pray for that also. You know, I pray for uh, the stone of David to destroy the perpetrators on this earth. You know, I pray the same prayer every day, though I read other parts of the Bible too. But that prayer, I don't leave the house without praying every day. And I have seen it work. Because right now we've got the police fighting with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, oh shoot, the, why don't I, we've got the prosecutors fighting with the we got the police, everybody's fight. the police are fighting with the police chief. Everybody's fighting with everybody. And that's part of this prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, so I pray it every day. And like I said, I don't, my prayer, I have no fear. I mean, I've had, and I've told people, I've had a man walk through my house. Um, not really a man, you know, some type of hologram, I don't know. I've had a guy, a boy walk through my house. I've had uh, all kinds of frequencies aimed at me. I've had a, somebody growl in my bedroom, and I just don't fear it anymore. I've had I've had uh, all kinds of uh, uh, drones over my home. I've been sitting in my driveway and heard growling noises. It doesn't scare me anymore. It doesn't bother me anymore. And your name go, is Connie Marshall? My name is Connie Marshall. When I go to church, I go to church to pick up some angels and story. That's what I always Honey, where do you live? I live in Kentucky. Okay. I live in Kentucky. See, the thing, they want you to fear them. And they want mm-hmm. you to not report it to the CIA. They want you to say, well, okay, the FBI is involved, the NSA is involved. They want you to say all that. But I still file complaints. Because a lot of the stuff that's going on is not something that I feel that uh, Washington has approved to happen. You know, they don't need to rape me to test a, a weapon. 
They don't need to do that. I heard somebody say to me, say one one morning when I was laying in bed, I want a raper. I heard him say that. I want a raper. So I, I do set up my cameras at night and try to pick up as much as I can. And, right and then now, you broadcast it on YouTube. Yeah, all my stuff is on YouTube. <laughs> everything's on YouTube. Everything's on uh, Facebook. Well, I don't have a lot on Facebook. I have some on Facebook. Everything's on YouTube. Everything's on my website, www.browsecitizens.com. I Twitter on a regular basis. So much so, they tried to block me from Twittering. Yeah, I Twitter on a regular basis. I've even had a demonic voice. I've got, I think that's one of my videos, too. There's a demonic voice. My son is here, was here with me. I was living by myself, and then my son moved in, and now I have, uh, you know, I had keep people here for a reason, but my son moved in with me. He went to the bathroom, and I heard a voice. Well, I didn't hear the voice. I had the camera set up. And uh, when, I, when I listened to the camera, uh, when I played the camera, it said, get rid of the conflict, Connie, and you could hear just the spirit saying this. Yeah, it was you. Wow. Demonic voice. <laughs> Like this fool that's on the phone right now. It's a demonic mm-hmm. voice, and he says, get rid of the conflict, Connie, which is nobody but these, these corrupt officials and these, these uh, people supporting them. But, you know, they try to scare you with these demonic voices and all this kind of crazy stuff. You know, I still don't get why. I mean, I understand that it's going on. There's no doubt about that, but I just don't understand why. I don't, I don't know why either, but I can mm-hmm. tell you my faith. And I can tell you that praying helps. Praying really, really helps. Going to church helps. Everybody in the church is not there. <laughs> and he's really upset because he knows it works. He doesn't want you to go to church. He don't want you to believe in God. But when you do that, it helps you, believe me. It really does. Because I've had times when I did not have anybody I could talk to. You know, and I would just go to God. I play my music all the time, and I think Brian or somebody posted something on Facebook saying that music defeats them. It does. Mm -hmm. Music helps, especially when you sing. I like to sing. And I know when I do that, they try to turn up the attacks. But I just keep singing and praying, and, and eventually they stop. So they have a fear of God, too. But, you know, don't fear them. The only person you need to fear is God. So there's nothing left. I don't think we need to fear God. Well, yeah, I really don't. I don't think God is. God to fear is him fearful. is to know him. He's your father. <laughs> I think the, the fear is respect. I don't think it's fear. I think it's respect. Well, in the Bible, it's, it respects the laws of God. Okay. okay. Not well, be fearful. I say it one way, you say it another, but we're still on the same page, sister. Mm-hmm. We're still on the same page. But you can see how this fool keeps getting louder and louder and louder because he doesn't like what I'm saying, you know. But I'm just telling you the truth. When you pray, you know, just pray every day and take it away from you and try to save some children homeless. Try to save some people that can't fight for themselves. And when you focus on them, you're in the Lord's favor. You know, because you have, he wants you to fight for other people. Don't just think about yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and you have to do it. You have to do it honestly. You know, honestly, I don't think about myself anymore. I think about the people that they probably have locked up somewhere. <laughs> you know, the people destroyed. I focus on those people in my family and children. I don't focus on. Them. 
That really sounds sinister. Well, he's sick. He can't help it. You know, he wants you to be to fear him. Don't fear him. Mm-hmm. So, you what know, was that, the lady saying like, earlier in the call? It was like an hour and a half ago. She was saying that she seemed like she had some kind of empathy for the perpetrator. She was. I forget exactly what she said, but I didn't. I only caught the tail end of it. Did anybody catch that? Yeah, I did. She, she, she had sort of compassion for them because, right? Something she like realized that. they were perpetrators too. I mean, they were the, TIs themselves. They were targeted. All yeah, they were tortured and yeah, they were tortured and, and hurt too. Don't turn it on innocent people because you're okay. being tortured. You don't go in and torture somebody else. You know. Yeah, you don't, I, I don't think yeah. that makes it okay. Well, she had compassion and God bless her. Somebody else spoke up and said that sort of opened her heart to hear it. And the way the lady put it, it did mine too. It was like, oh, maybe if I didn't. Oh, you know, maybe I don't know. It would it would create a new avenue to perceive this situation. That makes okay, sense. Okay, some kind of understanding as to how they got into the program that yeah. they were somehow manipulated into tortured into becoming it. a yeah. a perpetrator. Yeah, well, without knowing the way I handle them. that is I pray for the Lord to give them exactly what they deserve, no more, no less. <laughs> That's in God's hands, not mine. Yeah. Or to open up compassion for themselves and others so that they will stop doing it. <laughs> well, the, the way she put it, but the way she put it, it kind of, it, it, it immediately calmed my heart a bit. Or it calmed my anxiety a bit, the way she said it. I wish I could say it the same way she did. But it was who like, was it oh. That spoke? I don't know who that was. But it was nice. I liked it. Linda, this is Ian. I sent you an email. Yesterday, did you get that? And I've got like 4,400 emails right in my emails. I don't know yet. I don't, okay. I, I unfortunately, it'll take me a while. I'll get there. You know, in fact, I've I'm been going through the leaving right voicemail messages for you for, oh, your phone just rings and rings. Does your phone have the capability to take a voicemail message? Oh, yeah, but I really turn it on and I really don't like to do that either. I kind of backed away from all of that when I got targeted. I kind of shut down, you know. Okay, well, I'm getting so that would explain why I haven't been able to get in touch with you. Yeah, it would. I thought that my calls were being intercepted. No, well, they could oh. be. I, you got me. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, if All you I don't is... have your machine on, there's no way to leave a voicemail message. That would explain why it just rings and rings at my end. And mm-hmm. I've sent you emails and I don't hear back. I, I thought they were mm-hmm. intercepted, but... Now you're no, saying you have probably not. Um, I got you know, forty four hundred. I got forty four hundred emails sitting there. I'm I'm going through them. Everybody in the world sends me emails. Every you know how you make the mistake of, of joining something, something online that says join us and we'll yeah. you know we'll do the world together or whatever it is. And I think oh yeah, yeah okay. And then everybody under the sun gets your email, and mm-hmm. you start getting one. Yeah, it drives me wild. And besides that, my perps like to mess with my emails sometimes. Sometimes I get new ones. Sometimes the new ones are at the end. Some, it just goes all yeah. over the place. Do you have Gmail? Huh? No, I have um, Comcast. Okay. Email. I have Gmail, yeah. and they mess with mine a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
They just well, don't, you should you know. be reporting that. Every time something happens, you need to report it. It takes time, but that way you build up a, a track record, a paper trail of everything that goes on. Anytime anything goes on in my home, with my Gmail, with anything, I report it to IC3, Internet Crimes 3. I have a stack of it, and that oh. way I can back up. I don't even know who that is. Internet Crimes 3? I don't yeah, know who that is. Yeah, that's the FBI. Oh. Uh, you go to IC3.gov. Isn't yeah. the FBI involved in being perpetrated? I see. Well, that, that's what's said, but I'm still going to make a report anytime somebody yeah. messes with my internet, and I'm still going to make a report, and then I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a reference number from them. Sorry, Contact so I report it every time. What to go to court? No, you don't go to court when you when you when you make your report at ic3.gov. Uh, you get a reference number from the FBI. They'll say thank you for contacting me. I'm just wondering what good does it do if, if you're not going to go to court? What's or when you get ready to tell your stuff to court, you have a track record. If they mess with your electrical <laughs> service, if they mess with your electrical service, if you report it to your electrical company every time, you got a track record. So that's okay. Every time. Uh, I, I see it. Internet Crime Complaint Center, hence yes. the name IC3. Yes, I, I report it every time. I have a whole stack <laughs> every time. Um, Contact telephone number, email, financial transaction information, subject's name, oh. email headers. Yeah. <laughs> when you report it, what you want to do now? When you report it, after you make your report and uh, you submit it. Uh, before you submit it, you want to copy it. They give you a chance to copy it. You copy it and you paste it on a Word doc. And then when you receive your confirmation from them, you print those off, staple them together, and file them in your file. And then you got a check record. I have reported this to the FBI times. You know, that's what you got. You got a whole folder. And kept cool. them. I wouldn't have. Okay. I wouldn't have proof that I was receiving all these death threats and sexual degradation, hate mail if I wasn't keeping all of them. So everything okay. that happens, you need to report it. Shout out. Excuse me. But at any rate, I'm going to get off the phone. I'm going to church tomorrow. God bless. Have a great night. Thank Thanks you for the information. <laughs> all right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bonnie, Bonnie, are you still there? <laughs> this is cool. Good. Sounds nice. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> my, my humbug. Hey, Glitch is going to be on the TV Monday night. They're going to do Glitch program on TV. You know, it's, it's a great program. The Grinch of Christmas. Monday night. Okay, what do you say about Monday night? <clears throat> the Grinch is on the TV program about the Grinch. It's always a great program in there. I think it's going to do it Monday night. Last year it was a beautiful program. Corey and I were on. We were laughing. We loved the Grinch. You were, you were on what last year? The what? You said Corey and you were on what? Oh, last year when the Grinch was on TV, it was a beautiful program. And I hope they'll do the same version again because this year they're going to do it Monday night. It's a cute story. 
Hey, Derek, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. I was trying to ask Connie, but I came on late. Now, and and she's recommending that people call and report to the FBI. I recall something about when she was incarcerated for a while because she called the police a hundred times. Do I have that right or not? To do what? Call FBI or police? Well, at one time, Connie was uh, locked up, but she had called, I guess, the police or she had reported the crime so many times they just came and got her one time. Is that right? Or am I wrong? I could be totally wrong. Oh, I see. Um, Well, that that could be true. I'm not sure you'd have to ask her. Okay. She's gone. Thank you. I do admire her tenacity. <laughs> well, um, I think that, uh, well, anyway, I can't tell that. But, yeah, she's kind of at war with the police department. She had a lawsuit. What happened to it? Did she win or lose? I forgot to ask her. Oh, I don't know. I hope she won, but I doubt it. She had a lawsuit. I don't think she has an attorney. I mean, she has tenacity. But um, I think that she is, uh, I think she's overstating her case. Hmm. I would not recommend anybody call contact the CIA. No, gosh, then once you do that, you know, I mean, no, don't do that. And they can't help you, it's not a bit. They're not an investigative agency at all. That's right. They can't investigate any of our claims. They're a spy agency, but uh, <laughs> they don't have any investigative authority. The FBI does, but they refuse to help us. Hmm. Has anybody known the FBI to actually be of aid to a targeted individual? Not that I know of. Um, And they refuse to investigate. They refuse to investigate any government agencies. Yes, yeah. They can't really give give any help to us. I didn't think so. I reported some identity theft to the FBI one time, and they did write back. They didn't do anything, but they wrote back and referred me to another agency. Um, well, yeah, at least they, they will do that. Yeah, they will yeah. do that. They will always um, say they'll always point to another agency. We need mm-hmm. to go here. We need to go there. Mm-hmm. Do you recall what agency they referred you to? You know, damn it, it's the one that investigates identity theft, and I can't remember the name of it. That would be no, Department of Justice. Um, no. Uh-uh. No, no, it's no. A, just my own. Um, mm-hmm. Agency. Invest. 
Well, I've heard um, retired officials, whistleblowers, state that all these alphabet agencies, maybe not all the employees, but many of the the agencies are involved in being Mm -hmm. perpetrators. The Apple. What? Apple. Hey. What is it? Hey. Hey. Hey, What? 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 Hey, Apple. Apple. Hey. Are you having fun? Actually, you're, you might be right. It does. It says here. Actually, I reported to the IRS, and they're the first ones that told me it was identity theft. What happened? Um, but, but the Department of Justice does. Oh wow. Okay. The Department of Justice does investigate that. But what good is it? And criminal fraud. Okay. Well, good. I didn't know that. I don't know how far I'll get with them, but what the heck? I can bring that one up again. Cool. I have I have some money missing. I want to find it. Maybe it'll help me. I hope so. Thanks. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, what happened to your money? Was it taken from your bank account? Yep. Really? These people are so they're just amazing. I mean, it says it, and it says it was a, a CD, and part of it was cashed out. It says with um, agency, the bank what bank assisted. It's like really. Really, I where is it? Where I mean, I've got the certificate. What, what bank member assisted taking that kind of money? And that's, but I've just gotten all the copies, and I'm. That's my next step is to investigate that. So they made uh. it look like you purchased a certificate of deposit. Oh, I did purchase them. What they did was cash some of them out, but I've still got oh. the certificates. I'd like to know what bank decided they could cash it out, or what what employee decided they could cash it out without the certificate. Hmm. You know, I've got the certificate. That's crazy. Somebody was in on it. Oh, and banks, we know banks pretty much go along with this. And it was was part of the targeting, and I know who targeted me, and I know he's a powerful guy. And uh, he claims that we have a partnership relationship, and in California, partners can... Um, access their partner's assets for partnership business, and he claims what I did own and what I still own is partnership business, and uh, so he can access everything. That's his story, and he's gotten away with it. Anyway, so I heard one of the gals that's been a long-term TI. She said she took all her money out of the bank since she's been putting in a credit union. Has yeah. anybody else done that for further protection so that they don't? See what you're buying and whatnot. Not yet. Good idea, though. Good idea. No, I've been not trying yet. to use cash. You know, so yeah. I can't track my transactions with the bank statements. Yeah. But um, I have a lot of trouble whenever I purchase anything on eBay or Amazon. Mm-hmm. They do mm-hmm. everything to make it difficult to log in, put anything mm-hmm. in the shopping cart and then I go to checkout and I can't. The screen keeps jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, has anybody experienced things like that? Yes. Yeah, they mess with mine sometimes. Yeah. But no, mine's every time. Every time no, I mine's not every time on yeah. Amazon and uh and I know well, I, I do. mess with my um bank account online. And mm-hmm. I was I was gonna change it to um a credit union, and then Donald Trump got in, and I thought, okay, wait a minute, there might be some big economic changes going on. Might so big mistake. Maybe yeah. just leave the funds where they are for the time being. Yeah, well, he's, I think he's that's wise. So we know what direction things are going in. Yeah. Not until the twentieth. <laughs> well, they also come into my house and take my bank account records. 
what they didn't know is I'd already scanned them and sent them sent the scan to a friend, and she put them on. I've got I've got other records. I'm getting those up too. I'll get them. You know, it's just a matter of keeping on it. You know, these guys will do anything. I came home yesterday from a walk, and my bathroom door was almost closed. And I I live alone, uh-huh. and I never close yeah. my bathroom door when I'm not. I don't. Yeah. Maybe when I'm here and I'm in the bathroom, I'll close the door. Yeah. So somebody, and nothing was moved. I, I haven't found anything missing, but I think they just wanted me to know that they were here. Absolutely. They do that to me. Absolutely. They just want to spook you, keep you off, off center. And I, I've changed my lock. It took me a while to do it, but I finally did it, and I got the higher security lock. It's Mm-hmm. It's not like from a locksmith, but I did get it from a hardware store. And let's say mm-hmm. they have security one, two, three, one being the most secure. I got the number one lock. And they got in no problem. I, mm-hmm. I've woken up, yeah. and in the morning I take a look, and my front door is ajar. Mm-hmm. And um, there, there's some... There are some locks on Amazon. I think they're called travel locks that are amazing. You can you stick them into the you stick them into the door, and then you have another part of it that you slip into this little area that keeps the door from opening. And I know they yeah. can't get past it because the the, the um, metal part that is actually in the door area where the anyway um, it's it's it, they push so hard against it they have cur- it's curved. You know, the metal part is curved. They push so hard to try to get in, and obviously they can't get past it if it's just curved and it's still in, in the slot, you know. It's, but that's there's some good while you're at home, right? During- yeah, that's the way you're at home. And But when I leave, I, I put a I, I put hasp blocks on my outside doors, and I um, put padlocks in there, and, I put, and then I put duct tape on them. And uh, different colored duct, duct tape, and then I put sort of a little design on them, and then I feel safe leaving. That's how. That, and and yet they still get in sometimes. You know, I don't know what that's about. I don't know how they can. Get, they seem to be able to get past almost everything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but we'll get them. And this this lawsuit that is is. Now in the works is really going to give us a strong footing, sure. and especially, well, especially since they're, you know, the insurance companies are no longer insuring any any device that causes any 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 damages from electromagnetic fields. They're not covering it. It's like they're excluding it, and um, these guys are not covered or won't be covered. And if they're not covered, they get sued, and they've got to come up with their own money to cover these to the damages that you know are awarded in a lawsuit. Um, I would think that would slow them down real fast. You know, it's the first lawsuit that's been. I'm trying to say it's the first lawsuit that's been filed against um, a contractor. Phew. That should be fun. So, so Al and I are keeping an eye on on the progress. We're also going to watch what what they need, 
what they're using for proof and how they're establishing their proof so that we can pay, maybe know what we need to gather to help us understand what we need to put together proof-wise, you know? So we'll see. But that's something to look forward to, definitely. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, I think it's really good news. Yeah. We'll get it. Yeah. We got the Saturday night call, so maybe people will rotate tonight and we could practice. But it's a great idea to have a place to call late in the evening, and it will go on to what five. Something this evening? Um, yes? Or no? No, that was um, um, East Virginia. Oh, okay. I'm not, I didn't understand it, though. Well, things sure did quiet down. <laughs> I just want to say something um, also about uh, evidence gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, touched on earlier. Um, that is really going to be so important <clears throat> as we go yeah. forward. Yeah. And um, so much of that has come forward this year. And um, and I would like to emphasize that. I would like to emphasize because... Um, that's that's <coughs> going to make a tremendous dif- difference for us. Um, the more um, <coughs> more put tangible uh, markers on this crime, um, it'll be better for us in terms of credibility. So, whatever evidence that you gather, whether it's radio frequency, whether it's um, anecdotal. Uh, witnesses and so forth, um, the more that we can work together even to gather evidence uh, as a community, I think it will it will um, uh, boost our credibility uh, and visibility for this crime. Um, so far, it has been um, pretty much invisible and filing reports, making reports, about invisible people and invisible weaponry. So, um, but this year has been different. And we have starting, we're starting to produce a picture of this criminal activity. I believe that next year there'll be even more evidence and more opportunities to, um, to, um, to make this crime visible. So, um, you know, if that continues, then pretty soon we will have this crime um, and the rounded up. So um, it will all hinge on us working together and staying together as a community. That way we can share information, share tactics, strategies, and so forth. And uh, that can only happen if we, as a community, Thank <laughs> you.
Um, and that's what that's what Al and I were talking about gathering the um, the plan that we he and I have, and maybe we should all work together with this is um, to just keep an eye on the case and the at the court processes. And um, um, we're talking about getting an account with Lexus Lexus, which is a you know le- I'm sorry my alarm is setting the Lexus. Um, legal research to find we can get the pleadings through that we can get the discovery we can find out what they're presenting evidence wise you know oh, in that wow. case um, yeah I think uh, that will really help you know who is Alan who is Alan that you're working with you Al he's um he's been around for a long time um oh the guy is Seattle yeah yeah oh okay yeah and this is and it's it sounds very. It sounds quite doable, and it sounds like a good idea, from what I can, you know, tell. He's the one who brought up that brought the case um, to my attention, and um, we decided to work on this together. And I think we can do it. I think we can find out a lot of information from this. You know. Whew. Yeah. Whatever projects you guys can, you know, work together on, and and yeah. it would benefit the community. Yeah. Um. I would say that's great. And just share information, you know, whatever you find oh, absolutely. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will. And share among us because we all benefit. Absolutely. If we can get a better handle on lawsuits or how this process is working, especially for these guys that are suing, you know, the government contractors, how helpful. I mean, I think that would be great for us. You know, I think it's very exciting. And absolutely no, no. share it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's selfish on our part. I mean, we want, you know, we want this for ourselves as much as everybody else. But as we find everything out, sharing it will be really something we, we'd like to do. That's kind of where we're coming from, you know? Well, exactly, exactly. As a community, we can do a lot together. Yeah. And that's why we have the community. Right. And, um, you know, we just have to not be discouraged by, yes. you know, these superficial tactics of the uh, of the curbs. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're ready for us to actually, I, I don't think they're ready for what has happened with this lawsuit, you know. And, I mean, Derek, if you look at the, the pattern, I mean, God, we know that, we know that um, Lloyds of London is, has now writing an exclusion in all of their liability policies regarding any damages that are created by electromagnetic fields. They will not cover it. And you better stop. And I think that's yeah. huge, number one. And then we've got these government contractors. I mean, now we can sue them, and they're not insured. That's got to scare them, you know? Well, you know, that's good news about the contractors because mm. suing them is so much easier than suing yes. the government. Yes. Suing the government's next to impossible, but these contractors, no. They're you know, they're they're just another guy. You know, just other guys with a business. It's unfortunate. Yeah. What we need to do is find somebody that can go after the contractors on the medical equipment that's listed on the FDA website. Because even with Project Soulcatcher, if you start looking at the equipment and what the capabilities are, there's four to six contractors 
that actually manufacture the silicone chips that ride on your optical nerve and um, are implanted throughout the body. And I would, it would be really great if we could find somebody to go after those contractors <laughs> and seeing yeah. if they're being followed up. Because all this stuff has exactly. patents on it. It's, it's approved on the FDA website. Well, I love, our, it they, uh, I love it that they were so protective of their money to get patents. And they, what they've done is just scream to the world who's creating these these devices. You know, who's creating them? They've got a patent on them. Great. Now we know exactly what's going on. And they're listed on there. the FDA website as safe, <laughs> and we know they're not safe. They have all yeah. types of side effects and everything. I mean, it's some lawyer's dream if he could go after all these people exactly. that are uh, manufacturing this equipment mm-hmm. and start getting lawsuits going against yep. them. Yep. It'd be beautiful. Of course, the fact that they're not insured is going to kick it out a little bit as far as lawyers are concerned. But, um, I mean, they... No, the medical manufacturers they, are insured. Oh, Lloyd's of London and, uh, and other... Insu- Lloyd's of London stopped insuring Lloyd's any... Lloyd's of London is not insuring um, the people that are um, implanting the equipment. And then, see, it even goes further. So hold it. All the insurance companies... Mm-hmm. Okay, other insurance companies are following right along behind Lloyd's of London. Lloyd's of London is the biggest right. underwriter in the world, and they are also a very big insurance company. And other insurance companies have followed right along behind him, and I can't name them right now, but I'll bring it next Saturday, that information. They, they're not being insured anymore, and that should scare them. Right. And the people and we, that are in the medical field implanting this equipment that's yeah. If it's even illegal because they're not even any implant. If there's a list that goes to Washington and the CDC. There's two lists that go to two different government agencies on any implant, and that's mm-hmm. for um, national health care in case something of the equipment malfunctions and the company goes out of business. I mean, there's a lot of numerous reasons on why there's two lists on every implant, and a lot of the people that mm-hmm. are implanted. And some of the people that are implanted are actually perps, too, because that's how they can run the neural monitor equipment and know stuff in real time is through the equipment. Yeah. So I even say that have this equipment in us, our perps, they're endangerment to themselves and others. They know the side effects of the equipment. It's kind of like marble papers all over again in the Stanton drug companies and that. They already mm-hmm. knew before it hit market. Oh, yeah. Like when you read up the... Um, literature on Dr. Winters out of uh, for Project Soulcatcher out of Britain or Germany. I think it was Germany and British telecommunications that's supporting him. I mean, they already knew there was going to be legal complications yep. and still went well, full speed ahead on it. CDC went full speed ahead on um, on vaccines, full well knowing with information in their files, and they hid the information. Um, about vaccines yes. causing causing um, autism, they knew it. Yes. They knew it and they hid it. It just yes. blows me away. It's horrible. Yeah. I think the truth's going to come out soon. Yes. God's going to shine light on darkness and the whole world's going to sing about it, except, uh, you know, Satanism people. Oh, and the money grubbing. So they are on judicial watch right now. 
the Democratic cult party, and I know everybody hates that, so the guy will probably blow his horn on that. Um, but if on Judicial Watch, which is a government watchdog group, they do yeah. have the Democratic cult party on there with the drug cartels and the outlaws, and they're all in cahoots with each other. In fact, the main guy for the, one of the drug cartels out of Mexico is really a billionaire from the Middle East. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Mhm. Yeah. Well. Well, it's coming to light. Yep. Not soon I, enough for some of us because too many people lost their lives, and it's a shame. Yep. Yep. Well, look at how many years. Mine started a long time ago, um, but we've all had a lot of years of this stuff. A lot of our, a lot of years of. of life that we could have been living instead of running around protecting ourselves. I just got to know that um, it's supposed to get down 35 degrees tonight. Please bring your pets in. Yeah. My pets are on my bed right now. (laughs) They're so in. Thank you. Well, you're down there in in Hemet, right? Mhm. I think it's a little warmer down there than I'm. You know, I'm in Northern California. It's a little chillier up here. I wonder what it's going to be. Oh. And it is cold. Yeah, when it gets cold down here, it it gets down to 35. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I used to live down in Manhattan Beach. I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> that's that's when it's really cold. Um, oh, oh my nice. God! It's 29 degrees here right now. Hmm. 29. Wow, that's below freezing. Hey, it's gonna rain tonight too, so I guess it's gonna snow tonight. Well, yeah, this you is guys. Oh. Yeah. This is the first time I ever saw snow come down. Was after I moved here. It was like, oh, it's such a pretty sight. But the great thing is where I live, it's like you can see it coming down and it's gone in about maybe eight hours. You know. And, I mean, it's just like the streets, they're all clear, and it's just fine. And that's kind of a nice place to be. You know, it doesn't pile up. It's just really pretty. And this is Oh, yeah. I was, um, I got an email from somebody in Michigan last week, mm-hmm. and she was shoveling out of five feet of snow. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. And she, herself, she was? Mm-hmm. 70, 70, 77-year-old lady. Oh, bless her heart. Oh. Yeah, snow. But she's a tough one, though. I'm like, wow. Yeah. She lives right on the lake, so she gets the lake effect snow. Is she a T.I.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, bless her heart. I know one who's in her 80s, and um, I don't think she even knows, but her place gets broken into, and her husband used to work for a corporation, and they had a gag order, and I don't want to say anything too much about it, except she's hearing this humming noise and stuff, and, you know, I I don't want to tell her because it could, you know, she's already almost suicidal, so. Yeah. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah. Poor woman. She knows three languages. She used to live in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Now she finds if she finds the site, she'll find it. But I, I, I wouldn't. You know, just if she if she discovers it, she will. I think it's just starting in that other that. No, what does anymore. she think is go? What does she think is going on with herself? Well, she she just thinks she's even said it. She says she's um that she's um you know targeted because of this settlement she had with a major corporation. It was years ago, and they told her she's going to be a ditch witch and all this stuff and. You know, when it should have been over a long time ago, and, you know, she just, poor thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my husband died. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I would think the lawyers would be really complicit in targeting because they're losing so much business and not having all these lawsuits. Used to be able to sue people for looking at you the wrong way. Now, instead of um, engaging lawyers for someone you don't like, you get them on a list. You get them on a blacklist for uh, as a terrorist, and that's it. And and you know, just so you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to pay a lawyer. So probably lots of lawyers are involved in this. They have to <laughs> they have to make money. They're not Absolutely. making it like they used to make it. Absolutely. Well, there's something wrong. There was something wrong with her. Um, without giving too much detail, um, she had the IRS in Washington. Um, she went through there, and they filed something, you know, because she wasn't getting something that she should have should have. And someone, you know, electronically filed for something that they didn't have any right to. Oh, you know, and then I've been through that. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Was it an accountant? Pardon? Was it an accountant that filed something with the IRS? Well, I'm not sure that she can even figure out who did it, but because it looks like it's from her computer. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, but she didn't do it, and she has, you know, I mean, the benefit already was filed, and, you know, they have that as evidence, and she hadn't even filed for it. So, you know, it, it, so it shows that she isn't delusional. Yeah. I had an accountant, two accountants, two different accountants, file a power of attorney with the IRS that mm-hmm. I had not given them. They just filed it anyway. They forged. Boy. So if I you mean, knew who they were, at least, I mean, yeah, you have I did. something. Oh, yeah, I did. Well, I didn't realize it until I got copies of my... Uh, uh, transcripts from uh, from the IRS regarding my taxes, mm. and there it is, biggest lie. Oh, wow. I have something where one of my relatives' um, income is is coming to me, and I'm not getting it, um, and I don't know why that is. Um, mm. I should ask, you know, why that is the case. You know, I just am simply saying, yeah. it's not it's not the case. Was somebody else? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if it should be coming to you... Well, the yeah. thing is, no, it doesn't come to me, and it shouldn't be coming to me, but the records show that it is. 
and oh, I don't get right. it. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. don't want that because you don't want them to hit you for taxes. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's right. Wow. Yeah. They're all over the place, aren't they? Criminals. Yeah. If you, somebody told me if you've got something, there will always be someone who wants to take it from you. You know, <laughs> a little. Who suggested incorporating was a good idea? I think it probably is, really. Yeah, I suppose then you can have some other, if then if some other corporate, if someone else with a corporate background would, I mean, you, that would have certain advantages, but then you'd have to incorporate. Okay, yeah. Then you also have to pay taxes, or you have to file tax returns for the corporation. It gets more complicated, but still, it mm-hmm. would, I think, be some kind of protection, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. So somebody's reporting income is going to you. That just that's crazy. Someone's reporting that income is coming to you that you're not receiving. Well, I got a statement, received a statement from the IRS saying that I'm getting a certain income, which yeah. is a, belongs to a relative, um, and I'm not getting the income at all. Okay. If I were you, I'd write him a letter and say, "Would you please send me the the, the, the data, the raw data of how you're getting that information." You know, because you're not receiving it. You should let them know, or they will go after you, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's well, I, I did I did make a statement to that fact. Good, good. Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. makes me crazy. I've had a go around or two at the IRS, and they'll push you, unfortunately. At least that was my experience. They'll push you even when they're wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. That was my experience. <laughs> but, in fact, in fact, the reason um, I could finally work it out is this little guy, he was in the collection department of the IRS, and I kept mm. calling and saying, what is this about? And nobody would tell me, and it was got very weird. And so this wonderful guy in the in the collection department at night, because I would call all time, day and night. Just he, um, we talked for a while, and he said, "Well, let me look at this for you, and I'll tell you." And he came back in like ten minutes. He said, "You have to wait, because I got to go through the file." He comes back and he says, uh, "Hang on, because something's very wrong here. This is a mess, and it's you know I don't understand what's going on." And he kept coming back and saying that. And finally, he said, will you be there for a while? And I said, yeah. He said, well, just stay right where you are. This wonderful collection guy at the IRS went outside to use his own cell phone because he didn't want it recorded. He said, mm. something is something is very wrong here, and this is the name of the person you need to call to get this straightened out. She's in charge of the entire something or other. And, um, and that's what did it, and that's what all of a sudden they went away. You know, I wrote them and told them, this is what I'm, you know, I'm contacting this person. This just doesn't make sense. And the whole thing went away. And I got a refund. (laughs) So, you know, what a wonderful guy. Did he save my tail? 
Yeah, there are people like that every once in a while that just... Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have a question for the group. Um, and it's uh, very easy to answer. And well, the question is simply this: Has everyone finished their Christmas shopping? Oh. What was that? Well, the answer for me is no. Have what you, Derek? The question. Yeah. My, the question is, has everyone finished their Christmas shopping? Oh, no. No. I don't do Christmas shopping. This is a, kind of a lighter question. Uh, okay. But you know what? I, I don't yeah. usually, but I got a, um, I got one of those, you know those how those restaurants give these gift cards? Uh-huh. I got one of those in the mail today. Nice. Well, is that a nice. gift from someone? Yeah. It's a gift. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. Hmm. I'm starting my Christmas card collection. I have exactly three Christmas cards so far. All right. Um, maybe you need more. How many do you usually get? Um, oh, I guess about eight or so, I suppose. I don't know. Well, one's on the way from me. Oh, really? Yes. Thank and you. last year they sent me yours back, but I'm hoping this year it makes it to you. <laughs> they did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about politics. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh! Just kidding. <laughs> is Trump's extra chin? Is, is his extra chin going to go away or what? <laughs> he must be. Well, I guess. Well, I guess we'll know Monday. I guess we'll know Monday. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, some of the electoral college is saying they're not going to vote for Trump, and some of them that we're going to are not going to now. I think it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to the chaos. Is yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it said by some people who are like pretty knowledgeable about that stuff. You know, like professors uh-huh. and things. They don't think it's going to make a difference, so that it changes everything. But still, you know, it's it'll be worth seeing. Yeah. Tuesday well, is the big the big day, right? It's on the nineteenth. When is the nineteenth? I think it's Monday. Monday. Okay. So, it's, yeah, Monday. And then, yeah. The whole election has been pretty a pretty interesting process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? 
No. Hey, Kyle, can you all hear me? Yeah. Oh, hi, Kyle. Welcome to the call. Hey, thanks, Derek. Um, I actually had a question for you all. Um, the, the main problem I've been having is um, when I sleep. Like, I'm pretty good all day. I got my Q-Wave Defenders. I get kind of tired. But they're really, really getting me when I sleep. And I'll wake up just super angry, um, almost to where I'm scared to go to sleep now. Not scared, but concerned. Um, so I've got my I've got my grounding blanket. I think I'm going to put some thermal blankets over me. I've got, you know, some tin, tin foil tape helmet, and I'm going to be listening to the CD. Is there anything else that y'all use when you sleep that you could maybe give me some tips? So I'm a little bit uh, concerned. I really I really don't want to wake up, um, you know, in the moods that I've been waking up in because it's just it's really bad, you know. I'll oftentimes say if I didn't have to sleep, like if they could, if they had to stop hitting me when I sleep, I'd be, I'd be pretty good. You know. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. The only the only thing I can suggest is this: um, if you take some of those neodymium magnets, those uh, not big ones now, the little ones that are about nickel size, and uh-huh. make a headband out of duct tape, and put and make sure that two of them, uh, each one fits over your temple, the both uh-huh. temples. And at the back of your head, you know, where it's soft tissue and anywhere else where you think that um, they might be trying to enter, you know, um, you can wear that and sleep in it pretty well. And I also use rubber, you know, those um, rubber bath mats, and I just put it around my around my head at night or wherever they're hurting. Um, okay. And I know that one time, you know, when I would just wrap it around my head, and leave a little opening there. I could feel that opening. They they were trying to get in that opening. So the rubber does something. Not try one or both of those. You got to figure that there's a uh, part of this is an electrical charge. You know, it's yeah. electromagnetic uh, frequency. So that rubber stops the electrical charge part of it. You know, so so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The the, the neodymium magnets. Um, how big? Would you get those? I, I go. To, I just go to Home Depot or a, usually, uh, you know, a good a hardware store, and they just have them up there, and they call them super magnets. But that's what they are. And you get two or three in a package, and um, they're they're not they're not very big. Uh, you can get little ones, smaller than a dime, but I like the ones that are about the size of a nickel. And you put them. Uh... On your temple, say. Yeah, I use, but I don't stick them on there. What I do is take a long strip of duct tape and mm-hmm. lay them in strategic spots, and then fold the duct tape over, oh. and then I take the duct tape, make just make a headband out of it. So um, that's, that's a good idea. You know, I wake up with a better, you know, with a better attitude. Now I don't get to the D2K like you do. You better stop. I wake well, up with a better attitude that way. Yeah, I mean, it's not the V2K that's that's giving me the bad attitude. It's, um, you know, I listen to the CD, and it, it helped me to have a better attitude when I woke up. But mm-hmm. since I do listen to the CD so much, if it goes out or something like that, they will use that high-pitched sound and somehow entrain me. 
neck hurts, my head hurts, and then, you know, it takes me two hours to get out of that, to get out of this really, really just angry negative mode. Oh, um, yeah. And I know it's... Does anyone have any suggestion or recommendation for uh, when your... What was that? I'm sorry. For your chest, um, you know, your your heart, when... Yeah, the rubber. Yeah. Okay. It's like Kyle's talking about that electrical thing. They do that with your... Mm -hmm. That area a lot. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you this, um, ladies, like, um, last night, okay, I didn't listen to the CD for, like, six hours because of calls and just, you know, um, wasn't able to listen to it. They hit me in the chest. It wasn't like, it was like the nerves in my chest going up to my throat, and it was almost like, I was, it was just like this burning, but I, I started playing the CD for, like, 15 minutes, and that went away. So it's like they were hitting a, a bundle of nerves through remote neural manipulation. Um, so I can cover a lot of it, you know, with the CD. Um, but they do. It's just like, I, I'm, you know, when you're when you're sleeping, you're laying prone. You're not you're not defended at all. So I've just I've got to start, you know, doing that. Getting some rubber mats. You know, Sue said that paintings work, or even just boxes of books. Um, but I've got to start covering up during the night because, I, I mean, I've just never, I mean, in the last, like, month, I wake up and it's just the most negative feeling and just. But, yeah, but I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to get some, I think I might have some in here. My mom stores a lot of her stuff in here. I might have some rubber mats. Do you think those neodymium magnets, like, because I, I listen to earbuds, and then I have some other, I have, like, the Q-Wave defenders. Do you think those small ones would do anything to those electrical devices? I don't know about that. They're stronger than, you know, if your regular magnets. I know that. They're not as powerful as those big 400, you know, full things. But um, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, it doesn't seem to, that, uh bother the earbuds with the mm-hmm. WJs, you know, with them. Um, yeah, I don't think it would bother any of the stuff I have on. I'm going to get some of this. So, so they're called super magnets. Yeah, they just call them yeah. super magnets. Okay. Um, what do they call? Okay, you know they've got it on, on Amazon, as of course they have everything. I'm sorry, Lonnie, I know you're just sick and tired of hearing about Amazon. <laughs> it's, <okay. laughs> it's true. And... Um, um, I, I wrapped them around. They were hitting my knee for a while, and it was causing, like, some limping. So I just wrapped the magnets around my knee, and it stopped. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it would just, you know, they would do it, like, every night, start hitting my knee, and um, that really helped. That really worked. So I think the magnets, Kyle, really are a good idea. You know, you can always call me, too, if you want to, if you're in a bad mood in the morning, because I am, too. You know, we can just, we can just, you know. <laughs> kind of talk. Um, yeah. Huh? yeah. Kind of I mean, talk. Like, I, I mean, I made a video this morning, and, you know, I always start my videos with a prayer, and so I, I, I've just got to do that when I feel really bad. Yeah, yeah. But it's bad. 
you know, I don't I don't talk to the V2K. Like, I don't yell at it you anymore. better stop. I've given that up. But the inner voice, they act as if my inner voice thoughts, I'm screaming it in their living room. So if I'm thinking anything negative, you know, it's like almost they're trying to use it as evidence that I'm going to do something, like inner voice thoughts, you know. So it's like, I mean, it feels like, you know, I've stopped, I don't laugh anymore, but then they just go to the inner voice. They just grab whatever they can, you know, and there's no way right when I wake up and I feel like burn on the inside out that I can just be like, oh, well, this is a great day, you know. Takes me a little while. Yeah. Well, you're starting it off right. So. <laughs> Sounds like. Mm-hmm. We're an attractive group at night, aren't we? <laughs> we've got we've got rubber mats around our heads. We've got. <laughs> we're <so> glamorous. <laughs> we are glamorous, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> it is, and I've, I've got some of the, um, you know, the less EMF, the skull caps. I did two of those, and then two of the um, velocities. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are so obvious. <laughs> Gee, what, do, what don't you want us to talk about? Gee. <laughs> But what happened with those is my, my hair started falling out. Like, I run my fingers through my hair, and I don't think it's the radiation. I think it's just matting down my long hair. And so I'm yeah. starting to kind of, uh, you know, sweat. You mean sweat with on the skull head. caps, you mean? You mean because no. of the skull caps? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Might be because of the, the radiation. I'm not sure. I just, well, do I just, be... I'm go sorry, go ahead. No, well, I was going to ask you if you feel them hitting you in the area that you're losing your hair. Do you see any bald spots yet? No, it's like most of mine. Okay, like it's weird that you said they hit you in the knee because they were doing that. Like, you better stop. This morning, like I, uh-huh. I felt my knee really pulling. So they, they kind of will hit me in the knee. But for me, it's more of a they're trying to line up my, um, you know, my, my groin area. So I'll feel them hit my knee, but that means they're trying to to target um, the center of my groin. So they do yeah. stuff like that. But um, you know, uh, like other than that, it's like they'll hit me kind of in the side of the head. But most of it, you know, most of the pain uh, that I wake up with isn't um, isn't external beams. You better you stop. Know, it's a, the effect on my nervous system. Um, sending signals to my brain to send pain along my spine and my head. So it's like, you know, that's why I'm okay during the day because I'm awake, you know, I'm defended, my, I'm conscious, I'm, you know, my immune system's going, um, you know, so, so I don't really, I get kind of tired and annoyed. Um, the V2K is not as bad because I've been using the um, 70 kilohertz um, earbuds for Dave CD, but... Um, I found that when I listened to it all night, it, my hearing was worse this morning. Like it kind of screwed up my hearing. So I yeah, think I'm, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm damaging my hearing, and I can't hear the V2K as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this is probably not the not the motive there, <laughs> not the goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not too bad. It's just those, those first two hours when I wake up. It's just I, boy, if I could. If I 
Is that the end of the halftime? Is it halftime? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the start of the race. I think that's the That's the start of the race. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other, I don't know. You better stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty threatened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that you better stop. It's so funny. I was kind of laughing at <laughs> Well, what can we do but laugh? It's like, really? You know, they they chime in when something important is going on. <laughs> I don't know. It just cracks me up. They really do. It, it's like you laugh for a second because it's so ridiculous, but then you, you remember, you're like, these are, we're all hurting a lot. These people are, they need to go along. They need to move along, you know. You better stop. <laughs> move along. Yeah. Um, move but you along. But you do know that one minute of laughing boosts your immune system for for 24 hours? Yeah. Laughing yeah. is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because lately I've been, like, reading and playing video games, so I'm going to start, like, just watching a comedy movie that I really love every day. You better stop. Yeah. But we're just getting that guy to come to my house, you know? <laughs> Entertain me. <laughs> we should be all all healthy by the time this is, you know, we can yeah. back. <laughs> oh, God, this is, this is so hilarious. I mean, halftime. Oh, you should have heard my Wednesday night there. I mean, there were like maybe 15 people on the call, and they were doing the exact same thing, you know? Yeah. They were giving me a break there for a while, but they've sure piled in lately. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I have been laughing so hard this whole entire call. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really is good. It's good. It's good for us. It's really helpful and then, laugh. And then Kyle comes up with this line about him. <laughs> with what? <laughs> I am in tears right now. It is just so funny. <laughs> We're all not doing bad. I think we're just getting tired because we've been at this for so long, and it just seems like something's got to be coming up, some kind of break. You know? Yeah, I don't know. When some, you, you better know, stop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think this voice is going to... Humor up, you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I get my. I, apparently, I just get mine on these calls. You know, when they start this stuff, it's just too funny. <laughs> At least it's kind of like I didn't when uh when Connie was on the demonic laughing was a little bit much, but at least those are kind of just. I mean, an air horn, how ridiculous, and you know, some guys the same thing over and over. At least. At least it's not too too mean spirited or cuss words. Not, <laughs> not anything. I shouldn't yeah. have said because they're going to be yeah. like it's not working. It's making them laugh. You got to be meaner. Yeah. Hopefully they. Well, I don't know. I hope they just kind of stay the same because this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds like a guy from Texas. It sounds like his voice. Uh, Herbert? I don't know his name. I just know this guy in Texas who is 
really a pain in the tail. Um, yeah, he's like, y'all better stop it. Y'all better stop stalking me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Excuse me. I haven't had a laugh all day. You better stop. (laughs) 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 He sounds like somebody. She sounds like somebody's ghosting him or something. Here I stop. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's in the room, huh? No, God, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, local mental health lawyer or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at least an evaluation. Right. <laughs> I don't know. You better right. stop. Oh, my gosh, it was the last, the last part of that. Stop was different. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say you ought to call his crisis line. Yeah. Well, I, 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 sure. I better stop. Oh my it's god! All of this, all this fun and merriment is going to line up in about twenty-five <laughs> minutes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And all, the call will automatically close. Mhm. And um. <laughs> now we're being electrocuted. Oh my god! Um, is it always kind of? Imagine spending your night doing this stuff. I mean, really? <laughs> you guys went to enter into the conversation, waiting to see that's the right time to say you better stop. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Someone suggested that it's the, um, oh, it's a, there's a call that's like um, Pranks, Prankville, USA. Mike yeah. was telling me that. There's like a call that's Prankville USA, and they they do all this stuff with soundboards, and maybe some of them have migrated over to our calls um, to kind of give us trouble, you know. Yeah. yeah. At least are, it's of a first event, you know. Are you still here? At, at, are you are your calls going to stay on talk show? What are you going to do? Um, I I think I'm going to have to go to free conference call because I mean we couldn't even get through a call, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a late call, and they were still coming on there. So um, I think I may do a couple more on TalkShoe and then, you know, kind of move it over to free conference call. Yeah. Mike set a, a, a call up for me, but I don't still know how to use it. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm a little computer challenged. But it's, it's I think it's almost... I think some of us, you know, need to stay on talk shoe so we can all kind of migrate over. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, because Sue has a call and Mike has a call and, you know, it's it's quiet as a mouse, you know, and you can see everybody that comes on who's unknown or anything. Yeah. Gonna stop. Well, the problem is some people don't want to go there because they don't have a chat room, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Can I, um, Mention something about that other comf- the other number that you said you're going to go sure. to instead of TalkShoe. Sure. Um, I found that I had an issue with muting and unmuting myself and being unmuted oh, yeah. on that, and that's why I yeah. don't really like that other. That's why the Wednesday call wasn't 
a very good one for me because it's hard to get unmuted and or mute. Yeah, it was for me too when I was on there. I noticed that on call, like I stayed muted for most most of the. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, even though my name was called and everything, I couldn't unmute myself and. I kept saying hello, hello, and dialing star, dialing star eight or star six. I was dialing both. I didn't know which one to dial, and and I still was muted. So, you know, I don't like that number too much. Talk she was a lot easier to to manipulate than the um that other one. Yeah, in my opinion. Every call, you know, just through the whole call, and on free commerce call, it's so quiet. It seems like we have to, you know, eventually kind of make a move somewhere else. Yeah. Well, if they, you know, they, uh, you know, revamp their system so that you can easily speak on the line, then I would be all for it. Right. Have y'all been? Have have there been perps on the line? I just I just got on the line. Have there been perps on the line since the call started? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, the very about the first half of the call. What do you think, um, Derek? About the first half of the call, we didn't get you didn't get perping. Oh, it's been the entire night. That's okay. Huh. Well, it's getting near Christmas. It's it's the way they get their joy, I guess. Trying to make it through the night. Trying to make it. Yeah, they need their own island or something, you know. Titanic's going down. No, I mean, just... <laughs> are there any other calls after this one that are, that will be available this evening? Okay, no one has has spoken up about a call that I see. If I was a little more wide awake, I would, but I was. I only got about four hours sleep last night. They had me up all night. How to keep me up? They just um, just sleep deprivation, just the uh, the high pitched sound or pain. Uh, no, they. Just, I just all of a sudden wake up. I don't know why, but every, every two hours. You know, um, I don't wake up in pain. I just. I, I just wake up very wide awake, which is really not cool. Yeah, I've had that too. The, 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 my thing now, like in most of the time, is they try and keep me asleep because they know if I'm awake, they can't really hurt me that bad. So yeah. they'll actually keep me asleep for like 10 to 12 hours. And then I'm in bad shape because they've been working on me with NLP and just, um, you know, the entrainment. And I will wake up feeling like a really different person. And then after two hours, I'm like, okay, I'm calm again. I'm fine now. You know, I don't feel like the world's falling apart. But they just yeah. get, you know. I know. I, I, I wake up knowing that my life is going to be completely, you know, completely destroyed. Yeah. You know, scared to death. It's just a, it's just a feeling and, like, we've just got to come up with better ways to just snap back. That's, 
I so guess I'm, your wake your wake sleep cycle is being um you know, your diurnal, nocturnal, you know, if you can try to stick to something so it doesn't get, you know, changed if you can. If you if you can't help it that's okay, but yeah, I, I yep. take a lot of melatonin, which if I take it throughout the night, it seems to help. Oh, me. thanks for reminding me, Linda. <laughs> yeah. So really, really helpful. But yeah. then it but doesn't last all night, but, so I end up taking more, and, you know. Um, it's not going to hurt us. It also, there's all kinds of things. I think it's supposed to help fight against Alzheimer's. Um, some other things, too, I forget. But it's got a lot of good things in it. A lot of good stuff. I don't know. But it's supposed to help us from having our, our brains don't age as fast if we take melatonin, what I heard. Yeah, Linda would also heard it doesn't cure cancer, but it stops you from producing something that does cause cancer. Right. So it's actually a cancer preventative um, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Of course. Um, also, selenium helps you um, helps you uh, protect from cancer, which I take every day. Yeah, I, d- I do too with my thyroid vital. I usually Good. feel when I take that thyroid vital thing. You know. Good. Yeah, that's really important to you. But your thyroid controls every chemical in the body, every yeah. you know system that you got. So. Really important. Yeah, your thalamus and all that, and sure, that's your body temperature and your yeah, a lot of things. Real important. Yeah, and they kind of they try and heat us up. Like it's been winter around. Obviously, it's been winter, but um, you know, it's cold outside. I'll come in and I will just feel heated up because you know their temperature with the remote neural manipulation. Yeah. It's like they took everything off. Like, they don't hit me. Like, today they didn't hit me with anything. Kind of in the jaw a little bit, but most of it was just trying to get that entrainment. And it was way different because I've been really listening to the CD, so it's been knocking it out. So it's like they're trying to put all the power they have into that high-pitched sound. I'm making them work for it, you know. I'm really making them work for it. It's just when, you know, when I'm sleeping, I'm, I can't do anything, you know. I'm just laying there. And well, the- someday maybe their offices will be raided and, you know, they will have warrants out for them and they'll be just like anyone else. I mean, you know, could be. Might happen. That'll be awesome. I cannot yeah. wait for that. Can't wait for it. I think the uh, important thing, and Al's working on this too, um, is is triangulating that source. Once we triangulate that source, where it's coming from, the game over. I was trying to get him to do it again. But whenever we can triangulate that source, like say it's coming from here, it's pinpointed here from this cell phone tower or from mm-hmm. this house you know, then it's game over. Because if we can do that and show proof, pinpoint it here, it's coming from here, 
what is this connected to, you know, and, and especially, like, I found out my, uh, you know, I was looking up, my mom looked up my main attacker's name, and I've been looking it up. We were looking up the name Lynn. I won't, I won't tell you all his last name, but he goes, it's a short, his, his real name is Lemuel, and so we were looking up the wrong name, so we've got to look up these guys and uh, connect them contractors that they're contracting out for. Yeah. You know, we can yeah. do that and pinpoint the location. Boy, we can get some stuff going. I mean, people are work we're working on so many good angles. It's just yeah. you know, having this yeah. move forward, you know. Yeah, the field work. I mean we're just we're we're all busy. You know, we're I mean we've got so many people looking at so many things, one of them has got to connect, you know. I think it's great that we're all, everybody's working so hard at so many different ways to handle this, you know? Yeah, well, let's all keep up the good efforts, everyone. Yeah, seriously. And yeah. when when does the new administration come in? When when does Donald Trump take office? Oh, uh, uh, the 20th I, of, uh, I, I didn't mean to answer for Linda, let her answer. No, that's okay, I'm not sure. I know that uh, you're supposed to 20th vote of January, Monday. supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. In the afternoon. Right. No, he says in the afternoon. He sits down at the desk in the afternoon after he gets sworn in that morning. Mm-hmm. I think that I think things are going to come together. The new administration is going to come in. We're going to be having some court cases being won and angles, and then you better you know, we'll, stop. We will never stop. <laughs> you better stop. Well, no, we are. <laughs> Sorry. Not gonna happen. <laughs> and I okay. heard that, that recording, and I would, guys don't don't engage with that recording. You know, it just yeah. yeah I was just joking. You better around. stop. It's a recording. I, I knew that, but I just I just like kind of throwing something in after. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I'm just laughing at him. <laughs> but. <laughs> But um, and then I heard Derek. I wanted to ask you something real quick. Um, towards the end of the call, were were you um, in any way? Did you help set up getting us to the bio, Senate Bioethics Committee in 2012? Did I? Did I help set up the what? Um, to get us to the Senate Bioethics you Committee stop. in 2012 or 2013. Well, I mean that was kind of a um that was kind of a drive. Um I didn't initiate that. Uh-huh. Um I was kind of pulled into it. Um, um the bioethics was um oh, I don't know. I, you know. I really could not tell the GI community not to go up there and and talk to those people. That they weren't going to help. You better stop. Um, you know, I could look at their their mission statement and realize that they were not in a position to really do anything to help us. But I, but you know, it was you um, stop. it was something that people just gravitated towards because they were talking about our issues obliquely, and they. And people just felt that they were our salvation. And, uh, you know, TIs 
you know, because there really is not, there is not an infrastructure to help our situation whatsoever. They just kind of went there in droves. And um, it wasn't um, an organized effort by me, but it was passed around the community and people just flocked there to this to this uh, event. And they really believed that this commission was in a position uh, to really save us. Um, but they weren't. Uh, what it did was provide um, uh, evidence, uh, public evidence that people were being harmed, but that's about as far as it goes. Um, they are basically an advisory committee. They have no investigative powers whatsoever. They have no powers of enforcement. All they could do is present a paper to uh, President Obama and say, you better please help target individuals. Mm-hmm. And it's up to him as to whether he'll do anything. Um, and I was informed by someone, well, by Todd Giffen, who was informed by someone that he had personal knowledge of our situation. He was informed, but chose to do nothing. Right. So, um, do you think that? Do you think if we did it, um, if we went after the new administration comes in, maybe ask for another investigation? You think? You think we might get it through this time? You know, the president might do something about it with a recommendation from them. Do you think that's worth it? I mean, it's. I mean, it's worth trying. Better stop. Uh, I'm not sure exactly uh, what the president can do. Um, if it was something you better stop. Quick and easy, I think Barack Obama would have did it. No. But this is something that he, that even the president, can really get a hold of. He didn't do anything he said he was going to do, but he said he was going to protect Syria or do something about Syria. He didn't do it. Uh, I, I think I think we have a totally different set of views up there now. Things are really strong in a different direction, whether it's not going to be perfect, but we've had an established order up there that has spanned different presidencies. And I think something's happened that's changed that lately. So um, I'm really for for, uh, trying that again. I remember Dr. Hall saying something about, what's her name, Amy Goodman? Amy, Amy, what was her name, the head of the... Kind of the bioethics thing. Oh, you mean Amy Gutman? Gutman, yeah. He said something about her gave him a look. That made him think, you know, that she... Either what I got from it was that she knew what was going on. She wasn't going to do a doggone thing about it. Now, whether it meant that she thought there were every one of them crazy, I don't think they could have possibly... Bleaching your hair at home and getting blonde at home is a lot harder than everyone on YouTube makes it seem like. I have dyed my hair so many times on myself. I do my hair all the time. I never go to the salon ever, ever, ever. And blonde is not easy. It's not easy at all. I've seen a lot of YouTube videos where some people get blonde really quick. They tone in. They're, they're fine. But um, 
me, I think uh, especially since I've dyed my hair so many times, so many different colors, it was way harder wow. for me. So I'm going to insert the clip. Wow, that is right. Just so right now you can see my hair is a very dark. Kind of Maybe like somebody that. doesn't know that um, that and they're unmuted. No, no, they don't. Thing. So right now I'm just going to bleach my bottom up. I have section my hair. I have a bleach ready right here. That's really okay. interesting. Okay. Uh, could someone star six who has background noise? I'll try that first. I'd rather not mute everybody. Yeah. yeah. So you just unmuted Linda. Whoever just unmuted me, thank you. Okay. Um, let's see. Are you there? Um, Can you hear me? Uh, just a minute. Someone's talking. Are you there, Lonnie? Can you? Uh, yeah, I was just saying I think we should have some hope because it is totally different. You know, this guy doesn't owe anybody in Washington anything, and I, I like that part of it. He doesn't have any lawyers so far. <laughs> he's got less lawyers on his, the people he's nominating than uh, anybody in history, they said. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, he's got totally different kinds of... Okay. Yeah, but, you know, Trump is very, 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 very pro-military. Yep. More yeah, so than any other president in the past yeah. few have been. And, you, I mean, as as we all know, this is coming from the DOD, a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we might be in trouble, frankly. Okay, what about this? I was thinking about two. <laughs> It's the CIA that's been, um, he's been at odds with the CIA. I like that. I don't know about you, but there's something nice about that. I mean, he needs to know the truth. He needs to know completely what's going on with us. But he doesn't go to his briefings. Somebody who's already... He doesn't go to his briefings. I'm sorry. The thing is, Lonnie... Um, all this is coming from executive branch departments, DOD, CIA, FBI, all the intelligence agencies. We can present our case, but guess what? They are the ones that have his ear. That's why I like the fact that he's been at odds. This Lonnie, Lonnie, put on your thinking cap. They will tell him whatever they want to tell him. That's what I'm saying. And he here? will believe whatever they tell him. They will tell him that TIs are crazy. They will tell him that we need to be in a mental institution. Okay, whatever you say. I'm not in charge of anything. <laughs> All I can what I'm saying is, Lonnie, that he is pro-military. He will listen to them. Maybe. I think he's pro-real military. I don't think he's pro insidious, uh, dishonest, criminal military. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah, but who do you think he will believe? That's um, right. Anyway, <laughs> don't, what I'm saying is don't don't get your hopes up, Lonnie. Shoot. And don't, don't expect <laughs> that this administration is going to be a lot different than the others. Yeah, but you discourage us every time we come up with something like this. So, I mean, you're negative about things every time we talk about this, and you don't want to do anything in Washington anyway. Have but I been wrong is... about it? Have I been wrong about any of it? Yeah. Like what? 
The bioethics, okay. what does they do for us? The FBI, what does they, they do for do us? They do anything. They have a president who is silencing everything. That was the... That well, was the after so order. many hundreds of times, I do catch on. Okay. I used to lobby Washington. I do know things to get done. You can get laws passed. You can write laws yourself and get them up there with a lot of work. You can get them passed. There are lobbyists up there being paid all the time to do that, and that's what happens. Okay, yeah. I mean, we can get we can get laws written. I mean, this, Dennis Kucinich wrote one for us. Okay. What do you think also, happens that? Like you said, much has happened. In the last few years, especially even in the last year, we list and list and list of patents that say these these uh, these weapons exist and can be used. I'm just going by what has happened. Okay. If it were my well, and not only that, not only that, um, there was there was this one guy that actually contacted the head of the House Intelligence Committee. That was his representative. He, he gave her a call at 6 a.m. one morning, woke her up out of bed, and told, and told her what was going on with the TIs. And her reaction was complete alarm. He, she said, get information up to my office in the morning, ASAP. Yeah. And, you know, he gave me a call, you know, and said, this is what's going on. You know, we need to put a package together. And so we did, and we, we zipped it up to her office, and he said, watch the news. And uh, lo and behold, it was a few days later, this lady and her committee were, um, were holding a press conference. And what they said was that we have discovered a CIA program that violates civil liberties, uh, American civil liberties. And uh, they were saying, this is, this is big. This is big. They would not go into details. But um, so then what happened was a few days later, that same committee was trying to back out to the, uh, the press, and they were saying, um, well, you know that program we were talking about? Um, well, what we really meant to say was this is an overseas program, and we just talked to the FBI, and everything's fine. And that's we need to we need to just step up then and talk to people involved in saying that real fast. Also, also, have you read a book called "See Something, Say Nothing"? I mean, that was the whole thing. Okay, what I'm saying to you, Lonnie, what I am saying to you, Lonnie, is that this is the way that Congress, that Washington works. I still believe. I mean, we've we've seen it over and over again. Dennis Kucinich. He trotted out this bill that contained everything that we were experiencing. He had to take that bill and gut everything that would affect us and trotted out some other bill that had none of those things in it. And what I'm saying is there is a shadow government. There really is. And it's been going on for years and years and years. And it's been well, yes. exactly. there, there And it goes back and forth. And that 
is something I believe that Trump doesn't even comprehend right now. And I think he needs to know the truth. And if anybody's going to tell him the truth, it should be us. should be getting people like John Hall up there or people who can speak intelligently about it and tell him straight out. He is listening. He's listening to everybody right now. This is the time to do it instead of, you know, sitting back and saying they're always going to be like that. I believe there's a change right now. They want a change. People wanted a change. Okay. Well, the thing is, not to be negative, but in my opinion, I mean, this is just my opinion, that in order for this, for a change to happen in our situation, it's going to require more than just the president. Because every institution in this in this country has been infiltrated with the shadow government stuff. Exactly. It's going to take a concerted, publicly um, uh, effort of many types of institutions working together to get a hold of this 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 uh, situation. Talking about government, media, business grassroots activist groups, it's going to take a major concerted effort because the infiltration is so complete. It's everything. Corporations, business, um, schools, institutions, everything. Okay, I, I mentioned a book and it's called See Something, Say Nothing. What is important about that book is to understand what one presidential edict can do. There have been so many, uh, what do you call those presidential, uh, anyway, when they come out and say something, they can make law. Obama has made law several times. Uh, Bush made law. Something's wrong I think with that's that. an executive order, perhaps? Yeah, executive yeah. orders. Yeah, yeah executive orders, yeah. That, they that's can do fine. That. An executive order, okay, what I'm saying is that an executive order is not going to shut down the shadow government. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's going to do it single-handedly. <laughs> I've never said that. I don't. I think he's an imperfect person, just like every person in America is. I do believe he has, he has a need and a want to do something right. That's all I'm saying. And we should okay. take it back. Well, I mean, even, okay, we'll have to see what he does. And, you know, that's fine if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm skeptical because we have seen presidents after president come and go and be informed of the situation and not lift a finger to help us. That's what I'm saying. And if you read, read, in the, read a book called Shadow Government, by uh, Grant Jeffrey, and it does explain all those presidents, people, people like that. If you go back all the way to Carter, you go back, the only one who hasn't been involved in uh, taking money from Saudi Arabia, uh, they said was Reagan. They just couldn't find anything on him. But it, it skipped him, but every one of them since then has been in the same, in the same situation, that established situation that um, these, um, name all those organizations that I've heard about. I never actually believed it, but I do now. 
because I see the way these people have behaved, and they behave in similar fashion. Why do you think some of those Republicans were so against uh, Trump? It's because he was not part of their establishment. Why do you think that all the money that Hillary and Jeb Bush had didn't buy it? People are paying attention. There are people out there really trying to decipher what the press is feeding them, <laughs> you know, going from one place to another. And, and I think there is a change going on in America. If we can have some kind of an influence. Well, I, th- I think I think there'll be uh, a change in in uh, Washington, but um, but you don't want. But I to. think. I, well, I mean, it's just that I don't think that it'll be that revolutionary. Let me tell you how. I don't either. Holy shit! Let me tell you how. No, you I like don't think this is going to be a perfect place until the Lord comes back. You like it where you want to go and pay a dollar cent for gas. Knowing that that's just on the back of some dead Arab or somebody working at some bizarrely cheap wage. You like the clothes you wear. You like that these shits don't cost you nothing to manufacture. You don't. You like that shit. You don't mind if the babies is making it. You don't mind full of shit. Let me tell you. Is that somebody on the What was? But anyway, um, I think that the change is really going to have to come from the people rather than the government, in my opinion. It will, but I can't go to my, I can't go to my sheriff. Oh, and shit. Of course you can. <laughs> I mean, of course you can. The sheriff is not going to do this. Yeah. What I'm saying, I mean, that's part of the government. What I'm saying is the change is going to have to start with us, not the government. That's okay. If we can get together. But, I mean, we can't go up and tell them all kinds of wild stories about aliens coming in and about, you know, the entire uh, medical profession is is uh, is are, is set up set up with her. We're not. No, we can't we can't blanket these um, outlandish no. claims. Everybody has a theory. I have a theory, you have a theory. Everybody who has, is being targeted in this particular way has a theory. And we have to get it together in a concrete talk to mm-hmm. people I, I don't have a lot of faith in carrying signs and, and uh, you know, street activity. I don't think it does much in terms of rational, getting rational things done. We need to talk with people who know what, who, who know what they're talking about. Doc, Dr. Hobbs does it. I keep mentioning him, but he really sums it up well. And I, I think people like that are people that we need to count on to speak for us. But we need to, or I love what Frank is going to do. I think he's got a good idea for that march. When is that march? He's going to uh, try to get some real interviews with people up there who well, will listen. Hurt, but, um, that's okay. something that, that has been, you know, we've, we've already done that. Um, well, but you, like you said, things are changing. There's a difference in what we do. I know that you've you've been doing this a long time, and and there have been a lot of disappointments. Yes, but I've seen us go in so many different directions that I think if we can center it and really get 
sensible, rational talk with people so they won't think, well, that person really is crazy because or, or paranoid or whatever it is. We need to have people who don't sound that way. Oh, like well, it doesn't Paul. matter. It doesn't matter. I've not seen anyone in government, <laughs> in federal government, um, ready or willing to lift a finger to do anything. Okay. For any of us. Okay. Don't do anything. We'll just keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, what we're doing um, is, is moving in some positive directions, but locally, not federal. I don't think our our, our government is really um, going to be of much help right now. I can't do it locally. So what do we do when we can't do it locally? Okay, I, we're going to need to build, in my opinion, we're going to need to build a grassroots movement that will then compel Washington to act on our behalf. By doing what? Well, there's a number of things. There's a lot of things happening in Richmond, for for example, that could be um, a protocol for the rest of the country. And um, that is coming together. And hopefully during this coming year, we can start to see uh, some really important things happen there and then in other places. Okay. How could it happen? Are we still here? Surprisingly, it's it's oh. 48 after the hour, and we're still on. Yeah, my calls, they leave me on until about 11 o'clock lately. I'm not sure why. Well, and again, I have to say that I think this lawsuit is going to be very, wow. very helpful to us, you know? Yeah, my... Provide us with more movement than we've been able to. We've been up against some strong opposition, you know. And not we have, you have. Um, hopefully, that will give us a push. Yeah. Um, what we've got to learn to do is to gather enough evidence for a court case. And that's why that's why Alan and I want to we're going to be getting the documentation and the you know all the information and the evidence that they're presenting to see it's not exactly the same as ours but the general idea of the of what would be necessary um, and hopefully we can present it to a lawyer that would take it with as much as we, you know if we put enough enough into that process and um, rather than the Organized information, maybe they would. I don't know. In that case, you have an identified defendant. You are or, really yep. full of sh- Yes, uh, exactly. You know, <laughs> there are multiple defendants and mm-hmm. multiple uh, motivations and things like that. Oh, did you listen to, um, what was your name, Dr. Horton the other the other day? Derek, 
Oh, um, thanks for reminding me. I have to listen to her, her yeah, interview. She, she had one really good idea, I thought. She says when people do act locally, instead of just a, the one or two or three people going up, if they complain to one particular um, person in office or whatever, whoever they're complaining to, city council or whatever, they should be inundated with letters or information from people not just in this country but all over the world, you know, to uh, uh, to support what's being said. She, she speaks pretty well, too. Uh, she may be something, uh, someone who might be a really good person, too, but... Um, I thought that was a good idea. She says we need to target, if I use the word, target one person at a time, one person in a good spot at a time, and have the information backed up from um, people coming from uh, writing, emailing, or whatever, letters from Canada, from uh, Great Britain, from whatever, you know. you know, we have way. actually, we've actually did that, and all it does is ma- it doesn't really produce results. It just makes them. There's you know, nothing more entertaining to me than to catch someone lying through their Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.